This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Oh, man, man, man. Oh, man. Back up in this thing. Back up in this thing. Yo, man. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, the greatest podcast in the fucking world with the greatest listeners in the world. I'm your host, Ann Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. One Half of the Culture, and I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, One Half of the Culture, One Half of Everything. What's popping? And this week... It's Patreon, right? Yeah. We what up, Patreon? Patreon, man. What up? Y'all What's getting popping? these exclusives, man. So I thought about it too Before we did the the upload on The voice notes I was like alright Should we do The voice notes on the Patreon Or do And like do uh, This what we finna do now On the rego or vice versa And then these niggas sent four and a half hours Worth of shit and now it, y'all left us No choice it had to go out to the masses, bro. Four and a half hours, man. Yeah, because we talked about it on the main podcast. Yeah. Now, there is going to be some Patreon-only shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Boy, y'all showed the fuck out on them goddamn voice notes. Y'all niggas is wild. I, and I, I mean that in the most humble, in the most great way possible. Four and a half hours worth of voice notes, man. Nearly 80 of them bitches. And you all kind words. Almost brung a Joy Road nigga to tears. Yeah, man. Mm, yeah, man. I um, y'all y'all definitely took an eight mile nigga heart and and thought it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all thought it out in a in a major way, man. I um, I gotta be honest. I ain't expect y'all to fuck with us like that, yo. Mm-mm. So I I told Jay on the episode of um Snowfall when Jerome got killed. Think we had about twenty two voice notes, mm-hmm. and that had easily been the most voice notes that we ever got for one episode, right? And then when um on the one when Teddy got killed, what two weeks later, we had about nineteen mm-hmm. twenty. So I was like, okay, that's the magic number for the finale. I'm thinking we might approach thirty, yeah, because it's it's the series finale, right? Yeah, y'all went crazy. <laughs> Y'all, y'all quadrupled that number. Mm. Y'all, y'all, yo, man, y'all went so fucking nuts on them voice notes, man. I can't do shit but say thank you, yo. And like, if, if you're one of them listeners who had a voice note and maybe you texted it to me and Jay, or maybe you sent it on the, on the DM to the gram or something like that. We about to do our best to try to find them and just play them and make sure that y'all get the love. Um, I'm guessing if you sent a voice note in, you are a Patreon subscriber. Um, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, at minimum at the $5 tier, I'm wondering what you're doing, dog. Cause, <laughs> cause this is, this is where, where the love is going to be, man. And in addition to the love we're going to show, um, to them last few voice notes, we're also going to, um, discuss a thousand and one. Yeah. A thousand and one, uh, Tiana Taylor's new film came out in March of this year, about like three and a half, maybe four weeks ago now. Um, it, it hit theaters. It is available to stream. Uh, you can rent or buy it right now. I think it's rentable for 19.99. You can purchase it for 24.99. Um, 
and it's still in some theaters depending on the city you live in. Um, so we're going to talk about that, but want to stick to uh, to the guns and, and just continue with the snowfall love that we got, man. Um, one of the notes, and this is from our man, man. You know what I'm saying? This this is from an actual friend, not just a friend of the show, a friend of the pod, but a nigga that's our friend in real life, man. Our guy, Macho. Um much I just, I just, before we start playing okay um before this series season started i had mentioned on the pod like man it'd be dope if we just had like a podcast with people um just saying what they liked about the series the mm-hmm. whole nine yards mm-hmm. and then when it officially started i said that with zero expectation of what that would actually look like mm-hmm. i just thought it would be cool on some on the, some cool shit. On some the end of Kanye album when they going through. Hey <laughs> yo, hey yo, yo, fuck you, Kanye. For yeah, making me do the, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, just some some cool shit. I, I, I just didn't realize how, um, how many people was going to send, um, a voice note. Yeah, and um, I think that is a testament to how good <laughs> the show was, um, and I guess the 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 community here. Would just seem so welcoming. Um, so I know sending voice notes to people that you don't necessarily know Facts. that you have no idea how many thousands of people are going to listen to. I would ache in that probably to like public speaking, and people are terrified of public speaking. Yeah. So for those who uh, broke their comfort zone and, and sent in something, mm-hmm. um, we greatly appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? That's an and absolute just, fact. Y'all was in there saying y'all was giving us pray, actual saying I pray for y'all and everything. Man, that was a whole bunch. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like literally to me, to my my person, yeah. I'm like, yo, this is a whole lot. And I think that's what what kind of threw me off too, man. Because um, in addition to the snowfall commentary, right, we got pod commentary, man, yeah. and 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 we just had a lot of folks who we might not, you know, interact with daily, who we might not even know in real life, um, just letting us know how much they fuck with what we do up here, man. And and that really means something to us. Um it, but it also was shit was overwhelming, dog. I ain't gonna lie, man. Um when when we first tallied it up to four and a half hours worth a download, I was just like, bro, that alone Cause like, was wild to me, bro. Monday night I was at the crib. I've been on vacation mm-hmm. for like 10 days and I was going back to work on Tuesday. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was Monday night and I was like, Oh shit. I said on yesterday's pod that it's going to be up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I compiled everything, uh, on Monday night slash early Tuesday morning. I didn't actually go to sleep on Tuesday. Got you. I fuck around and took a nap, woke up at 9 PM on Monday night and I just stayed up after that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was it was so many, dog. Like But so this I didn't I didn't realize this, right? So I use GarageBand for the most part to do the pie. Yeah. I've quickly figured out that GarageBand <laughs> only has a 16 track minimum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I after went to add the 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 17 voice note, I was like, "Oh, let me switch over to Logic." Mm-hmm. Logic is, you know, what niggas do their raps and shit on. But I'm like, the pod ain't really that intensive for us to need a, a quote unquote perfect. But yo, I had to switch over to mm-hmm. logic. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fucking voice notes, and um, it wasn't every single one. Some of them, some of them didn't play or wouldn't come through or what have you. Yeah, 
And um man, there's just a whole lot, yo. The the D-Ray audio, amazing. Man, yo, Kalia, appreciate you. Um and what's funny, she sent in that email like uh uh what she say? Oh, cause you was like, yo, I'm trying to add your voice yeah, it wouldn't, and it's giving me an error. But that was for sure her. Yeah. Um, Kalia, man, we appreciate you, yo. So that's one of the homies from uh from high school. Me and her go back to that. And um that's one other thing that I love about the pod. Like it be people who who really tap in and fuck with us. Then I'm just like, man, you know, I, who would have knew, right? Because yeah. you might can, you know, keep up with somebody via the socials or something, but you really don't know if they fucking with whatever it is you do, man, until they let you know, man. And she's, from the beginning of us doing that pod, or doing this pod, pardon me, she's always like, let me know, like she was tapped into whatever. And I'm like, man, dog, just to see that. And the voice note she provided was crazy. Yes. <laughs> like, that was that was insanity, yo. Like, shout I really. To, shout out to Shay. Uh, just had surgery, my <laughs> dentist surgery. Yo, Shay did her motherfucking thing off the perks. You know what's so funny though? Back on Shop Talk, uh-huh. when we first started and we was uploading to a uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, like if you had a SoundCloud account, you could see who was listening to. It yeah, and like who was the top listener, and you know you can make comments during the show and shit. Yeah, uh, Shay and my cousin G. And a couple other G, people, what up? you could see them. They was like number one listeners or listen to every episode. These are your top five, top 10 listeners. And mm-hmm. this is 2016. My God. Some of y'all been rocking for a long time. Love y'all, man. Man, it's so, it's so dope to see the community that we built around here, man. Cause, um, a thing is organic, man. I say that shit all the time. Like, it's me and Jay, if we really wanted to just say, fuck it, let's go crazy and let's, you know, do a bunch of shit to try to run numbers up, we could. Um, we're both very tapped into social media. We know how this shit works, man. Um, but I never really wanted to do that with the pod, dog. And I, I don't know that some of that could just be my own fucking. It's our. This is like our our baby, dog. This is our creation, and I don't necessarily want to throw that out into the world. I kind of love the feeling when people in the world finds us, dog. Like that shit just feels fucking dope to me, man. Like and and for us to be able to put out material that got. Four and a half hours worth of y'all talking back to us, man. Like that shit is just it's it's love, man. I don't I don't really know that I'm gonna ever be able to yeah. to to tell y'all how important this shit really means to us, man. But just know we really fucking with y'all. Uh this episode is going to Patreon for sure. Uh but I'm probably gonna put it on the main feed sometime next week so they can hear the love too. Yeah, yeah, but facts. Y'all Patreon, so y'all getting it first. So Absolutely. I was looking at analytics, right? And the the bulk of our um, listeners come from the United States, right? Facts, and they don't give like this giant number of everybody else because it's less than whatever percent yeah. of the bigger number, right? But I clicked on these, okay, and I was like, besides, so over in the UK, we got England, mm-hmm. we got Scotland, we got yet Wales mm-hmm. and Northern Ireland. I didn't know. When I seen that number, I was like, oh, that's just AJ. Yeah. But we got a couple of voice notes from other people Facts. who also live across the pond. That was shout the shout shout out y'all. But I looked in the United States. Yeah. 
And I seen like, oh, Texas is our second market. Texas fucking with the gang, like, bro. So then it break it down even more. So under Texas, it's Houston. Okay. Twenty eight percent of the people in, in Texas, Texas fucking with Houston. us Houston, wow. San Antonio, Dallas, wow. Arlington, Austin, Mansfield. Never heard of it, but I fucking with Mansfield. Come Fort on, Worth. Nah. Um, Fort yeah. Worth really go with Dallas if they want to add it up. Yeah, like it's a whole bunch uh, of different spots in Texas. I'm wow. like, oh, I, I I just didn't know. Um, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't look that deep. Yeah. Um, into it or whatever. But shout out to Texas. Um, besides that, after Texas, um, California, Cali, Cali, that good up. Cali love. L.A., 22% from Los Angeles. What up to all the gang out in Cali? Shout out to way, Santa man. Ana. Shout out to Oakland. Shout Oak out to Town. Sacramento. Inglewood. Always up to no good. Two I mean, head. come Not on, me. man. Come uh, on, man. Sac Town. From L.A. to Sac Town. The Bay Area and, and Mac Mac down. down. Shit. This week in culture is where we put our Mac down. Uh, Give me love. Lone Beach. Carson. Come on, Only thing I know from Carson is uh, the black lip hippie. A black hippie. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, 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 uh. God damn it. Black lip bastard. Yeah. God damn it. Why he, can't I think of this nigga's name? <laughs> he put Carson on the map. Come on, dog. And now we can't think of his name because I've been drinking. But Hold hey, on. it is what Hold it on, is. Hold on, man. Nah. Abso. Abso. God damn. Abso. I was finna fucking fight myself, nigga. Anaheim, Stockton. Shout out to Tall T. Rest in peace to Tall T. Mm. Stockton. Um, yo, man, it's just a lot. And uh like who knew, man? Um, uh, I guess I should have I would have just <laughs> click further, but uh all right, we was gonna go through top three. So Michigan, of course, Texas, Cali California. So I'm not gonna count Michigan. So Texas, California, then Georgia. Shout out to Georgia, dog. Man, shout out to Georgia, man. My old fucking home. Man, dog. This shit is just really dope. Atlanta. 45%. 45% out of Atlanta. What up, dog? Lawrenceville, Madison, Douglasville, uh, Norcross, Marietta, Stone Mountain, Smyrna. Man. Fayetteville. Man. All y'all. Douglasville. Uh, then Chicago. New York fucking with us. Man, heavy. Man. Heavy. Anywho. I just wanted to give y'all some love because y'all showed us so much love this week, man. So, shout out to y'all, man. Yo, man. That breakdown, first of all, that shit is is kind of surprising. Because you never know, right? Like, we got so many listeners out of fucking Chicago. You would think that might, like, Illinois might be one of them top three, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Illinois was five. Yeah. That's crazy, dog. Like, I ain't know. Illinois, how y'all let Georgia jump you like that? Yeah, five. Then New York is the number six. Then, of course, we oh, got- Oh, shit. Florida. Let me just give some of y'all. Florida, Uh-oh. Maryland, Uh-oh. North Carolina, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, Ohio, Tennessee, love. Uh, you know what shit we was drinking and shit? Uh, Uncle Nearest is actually made yes. in the hometown of where my father's family is at and lives now in Shelbyville. Wow. That's where I visited- Two three times a year, all through my youth. Wow! Shout out to Jersey, Jersey, South what up, Khaki? Uh, man. Uh oh, home state, Alabama, in that bitch, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a lot of motherfuckers fucking with this man. So shout out to y'all, man. Yo, man. Um, I I really think that no other podcast. 
is ever gonna do some shit like that. And that ain't even me like talking shit. Like, well, just know if they do it, you know where it came from. Also a fact, uh, but I don't even think it's another podcast that'll let people get off like that. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers, are, yo, I value your listens because of the because of the streams you give me. Nah, nigga, we value y'all opinions. We value the shit y'all saying out there. Like, I mean, I was pretty interested, and in, I'm I'm through three hours and fifty minutes. Of the four and a half hour pod, so I do gotcha. got a couple to, and I've I spot listened to while I was adding them to the, I technically yeah, kind of yeah. listened to all yeah. of them, but like all in a row. Also, uh, fun fact: I put all those podcasts in the order that they were sent in. Mm-hmm. Rob kicked off the pod because mm-hmm. Rob was the first one who dropped a note, and yeah. everybody has is in there exactly in the order that they sent theirs in, even if it's a double note, because it came through just that way. Interesting enough, AJ from across the pond man, and name tag man. sent theirs in back to back, two minutes apart. One came in at four forty four, the other one came in at four forty six. Y'all the same Yo, person, man. Stop playing with me. If AJ from across the pond and name tag don't get the fuck out of here <laughs> with all this goddamn confusion, y'all trying to start. I gave information to name tag. He said, I, I can't even fight this no more. No, too, I, I, I can't like, explain I look, it. He said, I look crazy trying to fight it. I, I give up. Fam, we on um <laughs> we on a British summertime. I think they, I want to say they four hours ahead, maybe five. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if they forward or backward. Either way, it's no way in hell that they should have been three minutes apart. Sending that voice note in, bro. Yo, I forget. I, I mentioned this on the pod, and then someone answered me, but I don't know. I don't remember where they answered me at. Cause I was like, yo, what time does snowfall come on on the West Coast? Like, is it, does it come on at seven o'clock or does it come, does it wait three hours and come on at 10 o'clock? Mm-hmm. It was like, nah, that shit come on at seven o'clock. Mm. I'm like, yo, that's weird. I was like, so what time was like Fresh Prince coming on? <laughs> Cause that shit came on at Thursday at eight o'clock. It was legit coming on at five o'clock. Yeah, like that make and you remember all the commercials. Like we both watch wrestling. We always watch niggas. It it should have be like yo Monday Night Raw, eight p.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific, or some shit like that. Like it'll say that, and it'll be like, all right. Well, I assumed everything just came on three hours later over there. I did. So y'all was watching. Y'all came. Y'all y'all got off work and watched Fresh Prince like, <laughs> at five o'clock. Like it gotta fuck with the ratings on the West Coast, right? I feel like it has to. But I'm like at the same time. These days, I don't know if it matters because nobody really watch TV live like that. Mm. Everybody recording shit now. Granted, with a show like Snowfall, one of them joints that you know is going to jump off on socials and you'll run into a spoiler. HBO. All these shows like Secession, I don't watch yeah. that shit like that. But yeah. like all that shit, people, re- Issa, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, was y'all waiting to ten o'clock on Sunday or was it seven o'clock on Sunday? Because mm-hmm. you probably still outside at seven o'clock on Sunday. It's like it's light outside. Yeah, it's dark over here. Oh, speaking of Issa, yo, I wanted to make sure that I came on here and actually said this. Um, so I mentioned I don't know how many pods ago, uh, but it was after Unk got killed. I was like, yo, if you want. Uh, just more Amin Joseph. He was in a show on All Black called Send Help. It was with um the dude uh Jean Ellie. Jean Ellie played Issa's brother on Insecure. He wrote the show. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the show. Amin Joseph was a co-star. So I had only watched like a little bit of the first episode. Right, it's seven episodes in total on All Black. 
me and Shorty sat down, I think, Monday night and watched all seven. It looked funny. Bro, when I tell you this shit gave you all the shit you felt you was missing from Insecure, but from like a male perspective. So the premise is um, Jean Ellie plays an actor living in L.A. on a hit show. But then due to some controversy on with one of the other co-stars, the show doesn't get picked up for a second season. It's a hit. The shit should be picked up. It doesn't get picked up for season two. And from there, now he got to figure out what the fuck he doing with his life because he had it all planned out because I'm on a hit show. Like, this shit should be working. Um, Fam, this shit was so good, dog. Like, in it, I'm, I'm not going to lie because I'm an unbiased nigga. The first episode, while it's funny, it take you a minute to figure out kind of how the show is formatted, right? Because mm. it starts out kind of randomly. Characters just get introduced out of nowhere. Like, you really just got to go with the flow by episode two bro i promise you you'll be into this shit it's a smooth seven episode watch they all about 30 to 28 to 31 minutes fam this shit was so good dog mm. like send help on all black i don't know if it's ever gonna see a second season i have no clue but i know I this was, first season was dope man. i remember when i saw the trailer for it in the in the clips i'm like this it, it shot like it belongs on hbo yeah yeah like, I, i'm i don't Imagine that it wasn't an intentional. Whoever directed, I know John Ellie wrote it, but whoever directed it, produced it. They grabbed all the shit they could from Insecure, from the music. Nigga, the music was dope, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm low key. That's probably one of the the showrunners and people who, who yeah who got who got jobs. So it was first time. Maybe that's one of the projects they did. It it really should be and could be, dog. I thought this shit was really dope. It was fun to watch. And by the end of the, the final episode, episode seven, watch it through the credits because it does like a little like behind the scene thing um, or watch it up until the final credits rather because the episode kind of ends and then you get the little behind the scenes moment and then it goes to the credits. But the behind the scenes moment was so dope and just such a heartfelt thing. But you got to really be paying attention to the show to catch what happens in that final scene. It's dope, man. Send help on the all black out. Fuck with that. Um. So those y'all don't know me. Don't say do right. Yeah. <laughs> Though I used to, uh, I used to be into music. You know what I'm saying? That and was we funny, put out, dog. we put out music and everything. So my man that I put all the music and stuff out with. Like we want, we've been we wanting to write a movie for like a long time, mm. and like y'all know how we break stuff down. But now I don't know if I want to actually write something, yeah, or just direct something. Mm. You know what I'm saying, or both, yeah. Uh, but uh, whenever I get in that bag, or when we get in that bag, when that bag has got into, boy, oh boy, it's gonna be a thing, man. Especially um, with the, you know, the camp, the, yeah, the shit, boy, yeah. it's gonna be a thing. I'm I'm definitely on my on my writer shit. Um, niggas know me. Know I've been writing for a long time, and uh, something that I've always wanted to get into, and and finally started getting into thanks to Shorty um, buying me one of the greatest Christmas gifts in the world, um, getting me in and basically a pilot writing class, and and just learning how to format shit, and learning some of the the what's considered like great pilots in television history and really just figuring all that out man so i can learn my writing style man also shout out to um one of my homegirls on the west coast my nigga kimmy um who is a writer and has written on shows on hbo um has written 
movies with Tatiana Ali and Charles S. Dutton. Like she's done a lot of work and um, is currently working on some of her own projects. And she's also giving me a lot of tips and a lot of feedback on writing. Like that's something I really want to get Turn into. Turn that right? white into Charles S. Dutton. Mm. Rock. Mm. Yo, hell of a mm. used to rap, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all know him from Hell of a Make This yeah, Beat Hell of, yeah. Hell of a can rap Okay yeah. He can rap rap If he ever get into his I'm just gonna put a project out People gonna be like Yo this out of nowhere Yeah No Hell of a can rap They wasn't there They wasn't there Oh speaking of Detroit Hip hop shit um, I hit Jay the other day I don't know if y'all have checked it out. They didn't uh, promote it the way that they promoted the Tupac documentary. Shout out to Dear Mama. We're going to be doing something with that soon. All right. I got I, I to be honest. Okay. I got to tell you my issue with Dear Mama. Oh, you started it? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it. Because uh, Hughes Brothers? Yeah. How do they let Alan do this shit? He I have been, no idea how that happened. He been, he been taking sideways shots at Pac for quite some time. Nigga for he tried to 25 put, years. He tried to put that man in prison, get him violated. Yeah. Um, Because there was a fight where, where Tupac socked him and his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did, I just don't. How you and your twin get socked? I just don't understand how the the Tupac estate let him do tell a story about who Tupac and his mom was when you have now granted I don't know that man yeah you know facts, what I'm saying facts. so it's hard for me to to say this with a hundred percent confidence but how I'm feeling this is my yeah. feelings not facts when you have shown a vested interest to smear his name on the low yeah you know what I'm saying like how did you get I don't like it you know what I'm saying I don't and like how I didn't how understand do you think, it how do you think Pac would feel that you get to tell a story about me, and and like he used to say, yo, Pac wasn't a thug. He was playing yeah. a he was a he was a playing a character and this and that. Like, I don't like how you get to tell the story after my demise. Yeah, and we was nowhere near cool when I was alive. Right? Why'd you even want to do this? Yeah, I. But see, so my malicious brain is like, well, he wanted to do it just because of that, right? Yeah. So I can keep fucking with it. It's it's almost like a troll, right? But then my Yo, I just knew so much about Pac and his mom and their life from the work that we were doing before this shit turned all sour. People um, are upset. People close to Pac, yeah, and close around that circle are upset with the per- with the family member that's running the estate. Yeah, I can imagine. They said Afina, Afini, and or Pac would never let none like this and shit so ride. it's funny I feel like because you said like yo I wonder what Pac I feel like we know exactly what Pac <laughs> would think and would say about this shit yeah. but I was really because I had a similar thought but then I thought like man like I really do wonder how if any would have felt or would have at least thought about this coming out and being produced and directed by Cause you, Alan because you know when something come out like this like people just think it's true yeah, automatic. Every single thing. All you gotta do is put some slow music behind it. Have somebody sitting in the chair with a little, <laughs> with a shot, and like doing a quote unquote tell all. It's true. No yeah. matter what, it's true. Your opinion of the situation makes it true. And it's been twenty seven years since he been passed. Yeah. So it's like anybody watching that now. Yeah. Like if you, like I know everything I can know about Tupac. Yeah. There's no, there's no new information. Yeah. That I can get. So my opinion, everything has been formed. If I saw a, do- a document about Bob Marley right now, though I'm f- fairly familiar, 
I would think that shit. I don't know how I think it's true, but I'm like, oh, this was what you're gonna really at least going on. believe that a lot of that might have really been happening. And the though. power of suggestion is yeah, and that's the thing, right? For for the streets, and by the streets, I mean TV watchers, movie watch. If the word documentary or if the words based on a true story are there. We tend to believe most, if not all, of what we've shown, unless we know otherwise, right? Because yeah. I ain't did the research like they did, right? We think that the movie Malcolm X is is the truth, man. A hundred percent, niggas think what's love got to do with it is a hundred percent true. And I was with it until I heard uh, Ike family, yeah, his daughters, and of all people. Just Joe Brown Yeah He said that's my miss And yeah. the person that y'all described in that movie And all the years after Because we gonna get them jokes off Yeah Def Comedy Jam ruined a lot of people by the way That's a fact uh, And it ruined black church Don't argue with me Just know it's a fact <laughs> It ruined the black church um, Or the perception of it uh, But like it's That's how it was he Yeah was, He just beat up Tina All day long And it yeah. was like yo Were they I'm from what I know, what I've researched, what I've heard from others who were actually there, there's no doubt they didn't have a fucking uh, just fun, happy-go-lucky, healthy, non-toxic relationship. But they also didn't have this like crazy abuser relationship. I They were both two drug addicts walling the fuck out most of the time. A lot of it was guess, equal. Guess what? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Motherfuckers, Ike career got ruined by that movie. And it's fucked up because it's like, damn, dog, Ike was really a genius. But because he was an abuser. Yeah. All you needed to do was say he was a super abuser and niggas was going to believe it because, hey, I know he did hit her. And it was like, damn. And not that one makes one better, but it was like, yo, there's a lot of other shit that I heard about their relationship from people who were there. And it's like, damn! It just sounds like that relationship was just like you know, all bad I know about all around. I can tell is that movie and all the jokes that have come afterwards. I have Man. spent zero time trying to look or hour the interview yeah. with his family. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I, I know zero. And it's not like on my list of priorities to go find out yeah. what the dynamic was. So when someone says something and you semi care about it, whatever it. they say is true. Yeah, or it's, it's just, the, you know I heard that, but it's it, again, it's fucked up when. One fictional version of a story can create the real fucking like everything you know about it. And it's just like I ain't saying the shit in the movie that everything is that some of that didn't happen. Definitely not caping for a nigga I don't know. I ain't caping for a nigga that I know hit women yeah. off top. If I don't know nothing else. And I ain't saying that the shit in that movie didn't happen. But I'm also saying not everything in that movie happened the way it was presented in that movie because it's still a movie. I still a movie, I'm, dog. I'm uncomfortable with with the Hughes brother. Yeah, yeah, doing this, and thing. I and I get that, but I also feel like that's one reason why we gotta watch it. Because I'm like, I have to see what the fuck he's saying about this yeah. shit. And because of the angle being like Pac and his mom, it ain't Pac in the streets. It ain't Pac in the bloods. It ain't Pac in death row. It ain't. Who you ask shit. about Pac and his mom? Too. Where is this coming from, bro? Like, I'm very curious, dog. But I brought. That came from, I want you niggas to go on FX and watch the Jay Dilla doc, mm. um, which got a lot less fanfare. And from what I just looked at uh, the other day, you know how most of the shit on FX is also oh, on Hulu? It must have dropped on the day he passed because he yeah, passed in April it 11th. Yeah. 
I think it did around there because I know him and Dilla. I mean, Dilla and Proof were around the same, not the same year, but their their passings were around the same date. So it came out on April seventh. Okay, and Dilla um, Dilla was April seventh, and uh, I think he passed on the seventh, and I think um, Proof passed on like April the eleventh. Dilla died. Oh man, no. Nah. And I, I knew this because I just no, watched it. Dilla, Dilla, Day Dilla not, died in February. Yeah, that's three days after his birthday. Yeah, because Dilla 10th. Day is in February. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. The it was a few things. First of all, the doc is phenomenal. It's a one hour doc. It ain't like separated into parts. That's something else that's kind of throwing me off about this pot documentary is that they divided it up. Cause I when I think documentary, I don't need more than two parts. Like, tell me what happened and then tell me the aftermath. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's really drawn out. With Pac and his mom, I don't know how much they drawn out. This Jay Dilla boy, it's about an hour, ten minutes straight of just fucking brilliance, dog. And him getting love from everybody. From Yo, I did not know that when he got his most sick, he moved. Common was like, come live with me in L.A. And just, I knew him and Common worked together. He did like water for chocolate. Like they fucked with each other. But he was like, yo, come live with me in LA and just like get a change of scenery, right? You you super sick up in Detroit. You can't breathe. You barely moving. You barely walking. Come out there. They was like, he went to LA and got fat again. Like was living. Was the his brother said that was the happiest I ever seen my brother when he moved out there to live with Common. Mm. And then he got sick, you know, his his disease because they misdiagnosed it. I saw the video of them. They were in a wheelchair on stage. Yeah, man. Moving around the so they, they yeah. show that. They show that. And they was like, he like made them pull him on the stage in that chair. Like yeah. they was like, everybody was sitting there expecting him to not even come out. Just thought he wanted to be there for the love. And they was like, nah, nigga, that nigga Jay said, put me up on that stage, bro. Y'all figured out. It was just such a dope documentary. And it was so Detroit, right? Um, to see how much I had heard about like, his tension with a tribe called Quest and with Q-Tip specifically. I didn't know the background of it the way that I learned through that doc. Like that doc was just so informative, but it's on the FX app. Unlike every other thing FX does that's also on Hulu, it is not on Hulu, bro. Like mm. I searched this shit all day, couldn't find it. I go to the FX app and even there is hard to find because on the FX app, it's called the New York Times Presents. Mm. Jay Dilla da-da. And it's like oh y'all really made me work To find this shit dog But if you got FX um, Or the FX app rather Pull it up Go watch the Jay Dilla doc Search it it is worth your hour and 10 minutes Man that shit is really fucking good yo And um, it's just It's it's an ode to Detroit man And, and an ode to one of our geniuses Yo I, I really appreciate What they did with that documentary And what they showed of him in that doc, man. Shout out to Dave Dilla, man. Shout out to Dilla, man. I'm still mad they closed the donut spot, yo. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't need that. Because that was actually, like, I would go there, like, on the way to the Lions game or something like that, walking through, walk by, grab a donut, go over there. Well, I guess what people don't realize is downtown Detroit is so far from regular people. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly people live downtown, mm -hmm. right? But, like, businesses are downtown. Yeah, but like during the daytime, just not just regular people hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and like I don't know where you would put you have to put that shit like on the Avenue of Fashion or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, that uh, what's that Norway, White Ray, something way 
the coffee spot. Yeah. Damn, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah the Chuck black owned joint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know where you would put that shit where it could actually get like traffic. Yeah. Yeah, cause it's cause even downtown that shit was like tucked in the middle. Yeah, wasn't out on Woodward where all the foot traffic is. It was kind of in the back. Somewhere. In the back, yeah. You had to go over there, and you weren't going over there unless you was going to the oh, donut yeah. spot, or you was walking somewhere near the donut spot. So yeah, I it's go over there and take pictures. I got some dope pictures of the uh, yeah uh, of the donuts. Yeah, I feel like I had a couple back when I first moved back here. Um, but that was I don't know how many phones and. How many different fucking pictures ago But um Shout out to the Dilla Doc Um We gonna look at Dear Mama And figure out what the fuck I wanna know how many episodes of Dear Mama it is Um Cause I, I really don't think this shit needs to be more than like Three or four episodes bro I don't need four I don't need four But I feel like I do They going four I do feel like y'all They promoted it for very much so All through Snowfall Damn They went so, the fuck off Didn't they So What uh, was that budget like God damn they promoted the shit. Bro, every commercial. <laughs> Yo, I was rolling. I don't know if somebody said this on Twitter or if I seen it online. <laughs> somebody was like, uh, <laughs> nigga, they had that Tupac Dear Mama commercial on so much during the snowfall finale. I fell asleep, woke up, and thought I was watching the Tupac documentary. <laughs> like, like I thought the shit was on. <laughs> I, I know. I thought when after he killed Miguel and he mm. dropped down to the floor and that yeah. shit came on. Thought I thought that, that, that I thought that was the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm like, yo, he found out teachers ain't had the money and Man. shot a nigga and then just drop like that's it. I was Man. like, no, nah, snowfall. That's that, not. Like, I just that promised. Been a wild way to go off. I nigga. promised. That, I told y'all that ain't no way they can fuck this one up. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm gonna spin this one. Say no. That would have been fucking wild, man. Um, yo, man. I feel like it was something else I wanted to tell niggas to watch. I talked about Sin Help, the Jay Dilla doc. Eh, I feel like it's one more thing. It'll come to me, yo. But a thousand and one, man. Um oh shit. Wait, hold up. No, nah, I gotta play. One. Let me let me play these couple voice notes. Cause um Macho not going he not about to come up here on his fit macho shit. Trying to fucking scrap me, man. Uh, Mach sent his voice note in Thursday. He texted to me. Um, let me see. He said, <laughs> Franklin ain't no saint. All right. We really gotta take oh, oh, oh. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Never connected. Mach, wait a minute. Slow down. Um, let me get on the roadcaster. Will it play through the uh, roadcaster if I don't hit record? Yeah. All right, bad, bad, bad. All right, watch. Here we go again, baby. We really got to take that S off his last name, man. That dude is no saint, man. Yo, it's March. I'm going to keep it brief. I know the shot clock on, man. I'm not going to get too deep into the finale. The majority of my voice note is going to be about the overall series, which I thought was incredible on the words of my man Rob Silver. Phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? So, first of all, Franklin, you got what you deserved. I actually think you got off a little lighter than you deserved, but this this is pretty good, man. You had to sit in that shit, bro. You can't <laughs> disrespect all your so-called loved ones and then expect to prosper, baby. You can't. So, you need to stew in that shit, Franklin. Fuck you, Franklin. I'm glad he got what he got. Man, I know we cheered for Franklin for so long, but man, after the way he talked to Sissy, and I'm not even the biggest Sissy fan, you don't disrespect your moms like that over money. 
I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You don't disrespect your mother like that. And not only that, I know Sissy has some culpability and accountability in where she is, but you brought your mama into this life. No, she did. You did that. So you're to blame for all this shit. Don't blame Sissy Saint for that, man. Mm. So, um, yeah, her silence was golden in those scenes that she had with Franklin, man. Franklin just fell apart, man. We saw him spiraling. Motherfucker was Alton Jr. You was Skid Row. Alton Jr. on that bottle. Sucking on that bottle. No pause. Fuck you, Franklin. Um, but yo, I just wanted to say one, one of my favorite scenes. This shit gonna be wild, and I doubt that anybody else has this as their favorite scene. But the scene when Franklin killed Rob, that was like one of my favorite scenes. Of this, I think it was season three, maybe four. But the scene when he that was season killed four. Rob, yep. and it takes me back to a book I read in school. I know my dog Rob Silver read Of Mice and Men with George and Lenny. Come on, huh? You know what I'm saying? And when, 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 uh, I don't remember if it was George or Lenny. One of them basically had to kill the other one. And he basically did it to protect him. Fucked up as that sounds, but he was doing that before the uh, authorities got to him, man. And so I kind of thought that's what Detective Ian was going to do on uh, Mayor of Kingstown when he had took my man to the uh, dentist. And you remember he had him out there sucking on that Slurpee? Pause. <laughs> I thought he was going to give him one to the bow back of the cerebral but he did he was about to so that's why it was one of my favorite scenes because to me it was like a callback or paying homage to of mice and men you know what i'm saying he had he had uh i think it was george that killed lenny but george had lenny looking for rabbits and rob was looking in the constellations for some type of i don't know if it was Haley's comet or whatever it was but it, it paid reference to one of the books i read back when i was in school of mice and men so Man, I'm going to sit back. I know the voice note is going to be pouring in. Damn, my shit, three minutes. <laughs> yo, fuck that, y'all. You know, I'm OG Twig member. So, yo, hey, I appreciate all y'all do. I love what y'all doing, man. Keep the shit going. Peace and love. Macho West Coast, Las Vegas. We out. Peace. Yo, why you think everybody read Mouse and Men? Uh, you know what's funny about uh, Mice and Men? I've seen the movie before I read the book. That Beowulf, uh... What's the all the mother black books books we used to have to read? Like yeah. I know why Cage Bird sings. Yeah. And, um, um. Uh. What's the other one? Hold up. It's one when they was like some sharecroppers and shit. Uh. I remember. I'm looking at the the cover of the book in my in my mind. I'm pretty sure we talking about the same book, and we stuck on the same book. Um. God damn. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But I say black <laughs> black. <laughs> high school books from the 90s <laughs> from the 90s roll of thunder hear my cry is what i'm thinking of i believe uh images because i need to see that Nigga, this is not what I'm looking for. It's crickling, nigga. It's not <laughs> like come on, relax, nigga. <laughs> Yo, crickling is fucking wild, dog. All right, I'm. I think it's Rolling Thunder. Hear my cry. Let me see if I if I bring that up. See if that's the book I'm thinking about. But it's a whole bunch of stuff. I wonder how that how we get. And I say program, but not you can get programmed for good or programmed for bad. Like I wonder how like all of us had the same childhood and we were all taught the same thing. 
Fucking curriculum, man. You already know. Niggas is going to go out there and tell you what the fuck your kids should be reading. What be wild is when, like, we reading some shit at a school on the west side, but, like... Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry is not the book I was talking about, but I definitely... Here it go. Yeah, this is it. Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. This is the book. I I remember it, but that wasn't what I was thinking about. I can't think of what I'm thinking about, bro. Um... This book with the fire and the little girl holding her two brothers, Mildred yeah, D. Yeah. Taylor. I for sure remember that book. Damn, I'm blanking on the book I was thinking about, bro. It's going to come to me and I'm going to get pissed off. Um, hold on. High school book from the 90s. High school book about. Man, it's a whole bunch of different book colors of Roller Thunder Hear My Cry. Red Raisin in the Sun. Catcher in the Rye. I've never that. read Catcher in the Rye because I'm scared to read Catcher in the Rye. Mm. They said every serial killer has had that book in their home, which is wild. Every Wait. assassin of presidents have had that book in their home. They said that it activates you. <laughs> I don't want to be activated. Nigga, I typed in high school books about race. One of the top results is in <laughs> in search of good pussy. That's wild. Living without love. <laughs> And now I have to read the synopsis. Yo, look at dog. <laughs> this nigga. He, he looked like uh, our actor. For, uh, Jeffrey Wright. That's what he looked like. In Search of Good Pussy is an explicit, personal, social, psychosexual perspective defining what makes men tick. Specifically, what makes black men tick. Through a historical periscope, the personal, social, political, cultural, and economic conditions of black men are viewed. The reader is able to observe how these conditions and their effects have catapulted the black man from a place in time beginning 350 years ago to a land to a landing in the very same place 350 years later. Black men and black women are at odds in relationships. There are behavioral realities that exist between black men and women that are deadly and sometimes irreversible that impede and preclude establishing loving unions. Yo, I might have to read this book. Nigga, this shit sound fire. I don't know why it's called In Search of Good Pussy, but. And it's, it's, a, it's a gentleman on the front in a, in a very. In a fucking tux, s- a tux with a cat. Holding a cat. <laughs> That looks like Jeffrey Wright. Yo, the wild part is this book might have been a fucking uh, Pulitzer Prize winner if the nigga didn't title it In Search of Good Pussy. This shit sounds amazing, man. Um, That's funny, dog. Mach. Oh, you, I, you read this book for sure. Oh, with the worm? Yeah. yeah. Very, the yeah. very hungry caterpillar. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, I might still have that book somewhere, nigga. Uh, I read I Spy Spectacular, read all the Goosebumps joints. I used to steal them from my cousin and make her think she was fucking tripping. All the Bernstein Bears. Bernstein Bears. What's funny, um, <laughs> that shit was like mad, like racist. <laughs> like looking back on it and reading that shit, that shit was racist. I remember, I remember the Rainbow Fish. Rainbow Fish. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I saw that movie. Where the wild things are. I never read the book, but I did see the movie. The movie was pretty fucking good. This is the only author I remember. Writes a story. I don't remember. I, I've never yeah. watched the cartoon. Definitely never life. watched the cartoon. Wasn't uh, my thing. I remember Alexander this. I remember that. I don't know if I read it. I mean, I just remember looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the library. So yeah. like, you would see it all the time and It'd shit. It'd be at the Scholastic Book Fair and shit. Like, the stinky cheese, man. No, nah, nah. I remember Magic School Bus. 
I remember Matilda. Yeah. Didn't read it. Fucking raw at doll. Uh, I don't know shit about Johnny B. Jones. Yeah, this shit can be a whole episode. This fucking white bat. Stella Luna. I ain't never seen a white bat. Is that a thing? No, they want to white face everything. <laughs> What's funny is I really never seen that shit in my life. Like, wait. I remember where the sidewalk ends. Yeah, man. This is a lot. Anyway. All right. Hold up. Mach, I see you sent in that follow up. Let me see what you said on there, bro. Oh, shit. Look at Mach on this D Scott shit. Yo, real quick. But uh, shout to John Singleton, man. A lot of people was wondering, like, yo. Franklin gonna make it out and I always said I'm like no he can't man because I don't think John Singleton is that irresponsible Mm -hmm. I don't think he's an irresponsible storyteller man you can't you can't paint this picture of this motherfucker doing all this terrible shit and then have him walk away you know unscathed so shout out to John Singleton I hope this was his original vision because it played out beautifully Mm -hmm. it played out beautifully man I love seeing Franklin Broken down and basically a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? And then actually, Leon came out on top. Why though? No fucking Leon offered my man a job. Ain't that a bitch? All right, I'm out. Why is everybody not mad that Leon get to walk off into the fucking sunset with all his money, all his faculties, going to Africa and rebuild himself? Leon killed more people than Franklin. Leon killed two kids. To be perfectly honest, he sold drugs. He was in a like. Everybody like, yo, drug dealers don't walk off into the sunset. Leon did. Uh, like, why? Everybody cool with that? With his lady too. Like, you know what I'm saying? What was uh, the consequence that 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 Leo uh, that um the auntie got? How well, she was about to live her life on a run from DA. She not in a great spot. I don't envy, and she don't got no money. I don't envy shit about auntie. She is bad as Franklin to me out here. She got a fake name. You know what I'm saying? Probably fake paperwork. She'd be straight. They gonna look for her forever. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. not look like right right now. They not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, I get it. Y'all want Franklin to to, but the real Fred Rick Ross out here, and he's still up. Yeah, it wasn't up always after he did 20 years in prison and got himself out of prison. Yeah. But like, Leon is not a quote unquote good person, man. Like, what makes him good and Franklin bad? Yeah, and. All the people that he quote unquote fucked up was perfectly fine when he was up. Yeah. The very second he not up no more, not everybody that found a fucking conscious, want to find God, want to find Africa and everything. I'm not saying Africa. that he quote unquote should have, but like, you know, it's more than one person in this whole shit. Yeah. And all the other drug dealers, Unk died. He was a quote unquote good guy, so to speak. Yeah. He didn't want to be in this shit in the first place, but he started doing bad shit. Facts. What's so fucked up is it's only been three and a half years. Franklin ain't 30 years old. Nigga, what happens when I clean up like my daddy did, but just 20 years earlier? Mm. Nigga, I'm a force to be reckoned with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What happened yeah. if Leon put me in a mental health facility or some shit and I like calm down, get off the drug? What happens when I get sober? Because yeah. he probably has not been sober since this happened, right? Yeah, he ain't been sober since he left that bar. Right. So since yeah. I had my exploding Noema moment, I mm-hmm. haven't been sober. So what happens? It's three years later though. What happens when I get sober? Right? You think I you think all my intelligence didn't leave out the window. Yeah. I'm not under the the, the great pressure and the great stress that the situation put on me. Like everybody deserves a second chance, third chance, fourth chance. If Alton can change his fucking life yeah. and be in the fight, like 
the nigga 30 years old, 28, 29 years old. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, how come nobody not mad at what Louis did like that? How come not not mad at fucking uh like God damn it, Leon, you couldn't even pay for the crib? Man. Like I get Sissy being upset with Franklin and not wanting him to have the 73 million or the 37 million. Okay, cool. Yeah. But when did you go to Ghana? Did you ever check on Franklin? Like what happened? Franklin put his own life on the line to save you when you killed the baby. Facts. Louis wanted to turn you over. Everybody was gunning for you. The reason that you and my mama even super duper close like that is because I was saving and protecting your life above all. I want to go. I'm about to go to war. I'm already at medium war with Man Boy at the time. <laughs> Man Boy won't you? Facts. Scully won't you? Louis want to give you up, and I want to run my business. But nah, you my man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, the second I'm not up no more, it's fuck me. Now I'm not telling you I wanted Franklin to win and to go off into the sunset. But like, come on, my nigga. So Franklin's fall off, his demise, his you know, just that that drastic turn that we watched. I told y'all in the beginning of the season there was no way Franklin ended up on top. Um, never really considered, and I've I've said throughout the season I didn't think nobody was going to come out on top. Um, but yeah, if somebody man. did, I didn't really. Think Leon would. Um, I was definitely one of them niggas that thought they was hinting at Leon potentially dying. They was throwing them little random Easter eggs out there. Niggas grimming them. Shit coming back on me. Fighting Big Dion. Dion gonna come back. I thought it was a million different ways that Leon got killed. We never there. imagined him coming back and like being that nigga at the end. How can we happy for the redemption of one person, but the other one person just can't be redeemed? Mm. You you feel me? Yeah. Like. Um, but I also think that it goes to show um, when it came to that money and that power, Franklin was too drunk on that. His his alcoholism was metaphorical because he was so drunk on that money and power well before he took that shot. It it led that nigga down this road. Yes, to an extent or to a or to a large extent. But I also had the foresight to say, I don't want to do this shit no more. Mm -hmm. I'm beefing with Teddy because I'm planning my exit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sell drugs anymore. So much, in fact, I went to Louie. I went to Unc. Asked y'all to invest in the property shit with me. I went to Leon. Invest in this property shit with me. Yeah. Them niggas said, no, we would rather sell drugs. Yeah. So now everybody the fucking moral authority saying, he's so bad, he wanted to power. Leon, why the fuck you ain't invest? Because mm -hmm. you want to control the fucking neighborhood. Yeah. So much so that you came back from Ghana and fought the nigga to get back control of the fucking neighborhood. Yeah. Or the, or the awesome. fucking if project. I can't have the projects, nobody can. Like, I didn't want to sell drugs. And yeah. currently, I'm not selling drugs no more. I'm out. I want to do real estate. I can't, I would understand it completely if he just like, nah, I'm going to be at the top of the drug game. Because mm. that's the quote unquote power that I want. Yeah. Nigga, I'm trying to settle down with my wife. <laughs> Have a baby and do real estate legal money. Yeah, like the reason my mama got into the game was so we can build our legal business and leave the other shit alone. Like it wasn't that I'm trying to do this shit so I can be this career criminal. I understand, nigga. This war is coming to an end. But I think where where Franklin fucked up again, still not necessarily seeing how Leon, because even him going to to Ghana and catching up with Wanda, who had already been in Ghana. And he stayed behind because he had to fucking master the projects and shit and be the overlord. Um, 
being a project overlord is crazy, but Leon really wanted that. Um, I still don't necessarily see how Leon ended up on top, but with Franklin Dog, I think another place where he fucked up with with all those around him is that yeah, I'm not selling dope no more, but the lengths that he was willing to go to for yeah. that money, it it made people look at him and say, "Yo, like you not you no more. You ain't the the ambitious think first and man, like maneuver the way you now you just kind of fucking going through the streets on a rampage told y'all in season five louis to her face mm -hmm. there is nothing that i'm not willing to do mm -hmm. to protect this yeah because this is quite literally this is my everything oh facts it i don't legit I don't, was everything i don't have any i tried yeah. to do shit right i tried to go to college i mean the nigga asked teddy yo why you ain't leave me like a little three mil or something nigga like just to be like hey nigga or five mil, whatever number you threw out there. Like, hey, I took your money, but you know, thanks, nigga. <laughs> like, appreciate all you did for me, dog. And he was like, yeah. nigga, you left me flat the fuck broke. Oh, another point I forgot to mention. You What's know, that? I was talking in an episode about how closely I thought season three's finale connected to this one. Yeah, yeah. But season three's finale was this alternate universe, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of this, they started playing Kendrick. Mm -hmm. Maybe in another life, things would have been different. Yeah. Like, referencing again yeah. a different universe or different timeline. I'm like, yo. Because, like, no matter what timeline Franklin was in, he always loses that. He always lost at the end. Mm -hmm. He got kicked out of college. Mm -hmm. He got robbed. He got, like, it, it, it was always. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Your fate was your fate. When I tried to do something right. The white man or the quote unquote establishment or the system always took it from me. Yeah. So I think in his mind, because he always was on some power shit, like, yo, we got to do this, we got to do this. He got lost. Yeah. He is no way, shape, or form the saint or the quote unquote good guy or anything of that nature. And um, karma is what karma is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You track what you put out, the whole nine yards. But just the idea that. I guess I want people to hate everybody the same way that they hate Frank. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? But you know what, though? And the reason I'm not mad at that, because that's how I, y'all know, that's how the fuck I am about Ghost on Power. Like, I just cannot. I was arguing with my little cousin today on the socials because she was talking about how uh, how um, Ghost was the reason that Tasha was so fucked up. And I'm like, no, nigga, Tasha was <laughs> fucked up. That's the reason Ghost ain't want her, nigga. Cause she was fucked up, bro. I argue you down over about my nigga James St. Patrick to the crown, nigga. So I definitely get that, cause it's like at the end of it all, all these niggas is committing the same crimes. All these niggas is involved in the criminal shit. When one nigga fall off, you can't just be like, "Woo, hooray!" The main nigga fall fell off this without is, acknowledging, "Hey, the other niggas need to fall off too, nigga." Follow me on this, okay? But this happens. This is the reason. That Trump gets so su much so support, right? Because I can clearly acknowledge that Franklin is wrong, right? Uh, the reason that Trump su gets some support for some people because they'll look at the quote unquote left or look at Biden and his son and his laptop and all this other evil deals that they was doing uh, for literal money with Ukraine yeah. that don't get any uh, Senate committees or arrested or anything like that, and they'll mm -hmm. look at somebody else who was out is actually wrong. <laughs> And doing everything with Trump, and like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. If y'all gonna persecute him, why ain't y'all talking about this one? Oh, it must be some shit in the game. That see, that's why. Uh, and they were like, no, because y'all doing my man wrong, even though he did some dirt. Facts. He's dirty. You know what I'm saying? But because you didn't play it evenly, you make the other person who dirty look like a victim now mm -hmm. because you're not 
delivering the justice, so to speak, uh, across the board. Yeah. And I'm just looking at like my nigga Franklin, like, yo, he's a hundred percent wrong. One thousand. But so is everybody else. And yeah. don't just come down on one. Come you gotta you gotta be even handed. Yeah. So that's what I think my biggest issue has been because yeah, he can lose. I think it's I think it's very poetic the way he ended. Yeah. The whole the drinking, the yeah. whole nine yards or whatever. And uh I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. What's but, funny is I, I talked to a few of my my friends um who initially said they didn't like the finale, right? And like, oh, I wasn't a fan. I, I hate the, that ending, blah, blah, blah. And then like after a couple conversations with them, um, I got to the root of it. One did they ain't like the finale They hated seeing Franklin go out like that Big facts And I'm like yo I get it I hated seeing my dog go out like that But I also knew There wasn't another way That my dog was gonna go out Franklin went out like ghosts Facts Cause like Franklin died That nigga we saw at the end Wasn't Franklin Franklin did When I say he went out like ghosts Cause you know how How The first couple seasons of Power no matter how bad it looked like for Ghost, he always figured a he way out. out. Facts. And we was waiting for like Ghost to kick in. Yeah. And like the reason that people were still rooting, quote unquote, rooting for Frank, we was waiting for that thing to kick in. Mm-hmm. It never kicked in. Yeah. Because this is just how it is. Yeah. We saw Ghost unravel. Yeah. Yelling at Tate, yelling at everybody, yeah. doing this and this. Like we saw it unravel and we like, nah, but that's my nigga. Yeah. You supposed to You supposed to be smoother than this. Yeah, you got so have much, a better way out than this. You got so much potential yeah but you never lived up to your potential and you supposed to be smarter than everybody else yeah man. and it's real hard to watch a nigga that you know supposed to be smarter and maneuver better than everybody get out maneuvered no matter what they do because. and with franklin i think what we was watching was not only was he unraveling his plans and his maneuvering started to become so unhinged and so unlike him right it was starting to get sloppy it was start you was you was killing random crackheads at the house now it was just like all right now my nigga all over the place you torturing two niggas with your mama there that's crazy like it was just you was doing wild shit you brought veronique pregnant ass to the torture chamber like yo bring me nigga you could have just took the oil yourself you know what i'm saying like he was just doing everything wrong bro like and and you knew shit even going back to the plan where hey i'm gonna have louie drop me off and make it look like she gave me up to teddy nigga you almost died trying to commit that plan nigga like shit almost died getting louie out facts like facts and every that nigga was a fucked up individual but he still wrote for his friends yeah he probably think, nigga, Leah, I did put you on. When nigga's about to kill you, yeah. I saved you. Give me your money. Fucking wow, asking for a, a nigga all of his money. All your money. I need all your money. I'm never gonna agree bro. with that. I'm not I'm not I'm not a lunatic. Franklin was <laughs> nigga X, give yeah. Give all right. me all the cheese, bro. He was talking like a fiend. Yeah. Yeah. Um the homie sent a voice note in on the gram. I want to make sure we play hers. Ash, what up? What up, Aunt? What up, Jay? Um, long time listener, been around since season one at one, aka yeah, the original Black Panther review. Just want to say, I'm always listening, I'm always rocking with y'all. Um, can't wait to hear how y'all wrap up this uh phenomenal snowfall series. Um, love you guys. Just want to say that I don't really have any input because I know y'all gonna like kill it. So, just want to say though. But one thing that I did notice is Franklin did a full circle back to his father and ended up right in the same place that he hated to see his dad in. Love you guys. Can't wait to hear the review. 
Ash, we love you too, man. You already know what it is. And you know what's so funny is um he was maybe he just gained understanding in a different I don't know if I the word is respect for his father or a different mm. understanding for of his father. Now he understands him. Well, you know what's kind of walking right along those lines? We talk about power on here, right? We talk about power ghost yeah. um, with Tariq. And even as recently as this uh, last episode we did, we talked about um, Tariq finally understanding why his pops moved the way he moved. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and why the people who his pops had in his life once they sort of, you know, betrayed him, lied him, told him half of what he needed to know, that sort of shit, same shit that Reek's going through, why that changed how Reek moved with them, or how ghosts moved with them people. Because yeah. Reek, now you finally getting it, because you having to move different with niggas. You having to work with niggas you don't trust. You found out that you can't tell everybody, a hundred. you can't be, how do I say, um, you can't be truthful with everybody. Yeah, yeah. You just can't be truthful. Now, that don't mean you lie. Like if somebody asked me like, Where you been at uh, Shit I was at work Yeah I'm being untruthful But I'm not lying Cause I did go to work Yeah <laughs> You know yeah. what I'm saying And I, I think that That whole like Disdain for liars That Tariq had Through all that shit When you get older And you get in that situation And you get faced With some of the shit That you never would have Been faced with as a kid Right You gain a little more respect For Or like you said, not necessarily respect, but you gain a little more understanding for why your pops moved the way he moved. And I feel like Franklin, yeah, you hate to see him become the worst of what his dad was, but he also understands how his dad got that way because the government fucked his daddy over too, nigga. Government put his pops in a really bad position. He didn't make the best moves at times, and, and that alcohol let him right where the fuck he landed. Franklin got there the same way, man. Man, I was hurt. I, heard some, I was watching this video earlier today on YouTube. Somebody was talking about like some lawyer shit. Uh-huh. It was like, I'm not a, a lawyer and I'm not a quote unquote expert, but I know enough to be dangerous. Mm. And I thought about that. I remember we were talking about like, I don't think the, the, the FBI, the D, whatever, whatever, was looking at Franklin. Yeah. The nigga under 30. Facts. It's been three years. He know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. So, we may not put a 24-7 surveillance on him, but we're going to keep... Shit, I know how your pops ended. Yeah. He came back. All it took was a a, a, a nice beating and yeah. somebody to take care of him. And to the point uh, we made earlier, yo, what if Franklin sober up? You know what I'm saying? I'm, you Like, he's not going to... Unless he dies young, Yeah, he's going to sober up at some point. Yeah. You now, how imagine. many times will that happen? And you relapse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at, at some point, like obviously, nigga, you can do anything you want. Yeah. You could be anything. Yeah, man. That speech was one of the greatest scenes ever, dog. And I still, I wish Avi made it to the final season. Even mm-hmm. if he still ended up dying, I just would have liked to see him respond to what Franklin was doing. I feel like Avi would have been able to help Franklin. I for sure feel like he would have helped him more than anybody else did. Because, like, Avi got connections everywhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, all right, man, let me put you with the with the the Israelis. Let me put you with the fuck. Well, the Israelis started coming after him. Uh, let me put you with the fucking Kardashians. Shit. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> all right, man. Um, I think that was all I had. Uh, one of the homies 
Um, and shout out to the homie uh, Draft Picks NYC on the gram. Um, he said he sent in a voice note that didn't get played. He asked if we was gonna play the ones that didn't make it. Um, I hit him, but I guess he just ain't checked the gram yet, trying to figure out where he sent it to. He said he emailed it, so I'm a- I asked him like what email you send it from. Um, but in the meantime. We'll get that figured out later. He also asked if we could shout out his wife. She was recovering from, or his lady. He ain't say wife. She was recovering from surgery. She a big fan mm. too. Um, so Ashley, salute to salute you. To you. Um, hope you're doing well. Hope you get fully recovered if you aren't already from whatever surgery you had, man. Hopefully and uh, you can listen to some some pies, get a couple laughs. That's a fact. Better. Or if, if we can do anything to bring some joy into your life, man, uh, we we happy to do so from the pod, man. So salute to you, Ashley. Much love. And salute to my dog, uh, Draft Picks, man. Hopefully he get back at me before we end this pod, but. If not, we'll figure something out, man. Um, one thousand and one, a thousand and one. Tiana Taylor joint. Um, also starring our man Will Catlett, um, who I really think is a great actor. Like I, he's one of them cats where I'm like, okay, why am I the only one seeing this nigga? Like, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Before, like why they like, not grabbing him, dog? Jeffrey Wright been in a lot of shit. Yeah, and you, 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 were, you. Were, I think he playing the um. Yo, I've been good for a long time game. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? First, forget this one or two breakout performances, but I've been good for a long time. Oh, shit. Hold up. The homie just hit me back. All right. He said he's slipping. I'm like, uh-oh. Don't tell me you ain't pressed that send on drafts. the <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I do that shit all the time at work, nigga. Oh, my God. Nigga, that's the name of the game for me. I, oh, shit. It was in my drafts. What's funny, I'll draft it. Oh, he he just said, my bad. Just seeing this, Knicks was sending the Cavs home. I um, need that email, bro. Need that email. Um, All right, I'm waiting to see you finna send it. No prob. We still hear what email you send. Or resend it to just tell them resend it to Shop Talk Podcast. I mean, damn. Yeah. Uh, what you call resend this? this week in culture the email to this week. I hate when this shit in culture pod at gmail.com. We got you. All right. There we go. Um, did you catch why the movie was called One Thousand and One? No, I I caught it at the end of the movie. Okay, it was an apartment one zero dash zero. Oh, and I remember her telling her uh, the dash was missing from that bitch. Yeah, like when her when her homegirl Kim came up. Yeah, and that yeah. that's when. Okay, uh, so I'm like, oh, because. When we get, like okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah. All right, now that you said that, I I got it because I for I, sure remember that scene. I thought it was like a thousand and one excuses, a thousand yeah, yeah, and one. Yeah. I didn't know before I even watched the movie. Like, I wonder what a thousand and one is. Yeah, and then when I seen the fucking that's funny because that show was the fucking apartment number. And I seen that she like the dash mission. I'm like, oh shit! I'm like one thousand one. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um. So wrote up a, a a little synopsis on the joint just so folks know what this shit's about. Um it's about a young woman named Inez who is fresh out of Rikers and she's moving in and out of shelters in New York and um she's desperate to repair her relationship with her six year old son, Terry, who is in and out of different foster homes. Mm-hmm. After Terry gets hurt from an incident running from his foster mother who 
apparently was abusive. Um, he goes to the hospital. Inez comes to visit him in the hospital. And she tells him, like, yo, I used to be in foster care. This shit was regular. I ain't had nobody to protect me except my older sister. But eventually she ran away. And then she was like, yo, here go my number. I ain't going to be able to see you for a while. He was like, why you keep leaving me? Yeah, like, why can't I stay with you? Why can't I stay with you? And then she kind of took a minute, cried, looked at the wall, and then was like, yo, would you feel better coming with me? And he was like, yeah. And from there, she kidnapped him out the hospital. And I they go it. from Brooklyn to Harlem. I was like, oh, this is the uh, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. With the female version. That's how I was feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, she going to do whatever the fuck she, she can. To, you know what I'm saying? Bro, she it was so... It was so interesting. First of all, um, let me give a big salute to Tiana Taylor. Mm. Tiana Taylor, beautiful, multi-talented. We know she could sing. We know she could she could rap. She dances her ass off. We know what she do on the on the music entertainment side of things. Um, but on the acting tip, she was one of them like she might have a role here or there. You'd be like, yo, she was cool in that. Yeah. Fam, she acted her ass off in this movie, dog. It, she, she, she she did really fucking well, bro. I think in um in moments in this movie she was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you know, um it took me I don't know five to ten minutes for her to warm up, not necessarily warm up, but the first I don't know five to ten minutes of the movie it really didn't call for anything. Yeah, except just a chick on the streets in New York just yeah. walking around. So it wasn't it was just like yo this is just nigga <laughs> this is just Tiana Taylor, bro. <laughs> like, but like. It was parts of this movie that was like absolutely phenomenal. Fam, it was some scenes throughout this film, early and late. Like, cause what's funny, as the shit like had them time jumps and all that, I kept wondering, all right, where they gonna pull from now? Like, what's, cause eventually you kind of forget she took her kid who was in foster care yeah. from the house, and they just like living a normal life. So what happens is um, she leaves Brooklyn. With Terry Goes to Harlem And while they uptown She reaches out to one of her friends Her friend Kim She um, calls every number that she can think fact, of Fact Through the phone book I know y'all ain't never seen that shit Before Man Oh yeah cause it starts out in what 94 yeah. Um, When she got out of Rikers So she gets in touch with her friend Kim Um, She goes to stay with Kim and her mother for a minute She also does hair Yeah she was doing hair in a joint. She was doing hair when she came out. She was calling up old clients, trying like, to hey, get that love. This Leo, can I, I can I come with you? Can I come live with you? Can I stay with you? I need to come over, and nothing. All right, real quick, quick aside. The homie just sent in the note, sent it from his lady email. Uh oh, well that's the problem. Check your shit real quick, cause ain't no message. I don't want to have to keep explaining to folks how to send these voice notes because this shit is empty, bro. Let me see. Um, hold on. Let me look at. I'm gonna look at the one you sent Sunday. See if. Oh, okay. I got it on Sunday, so I bet. Let me download that right now. Yeah, the one you just sent. Um, for whatever reason, didn't come through, but I got the one that you sent Sunday. Um, I feel like this made it into the episode, but it could have been an issue. So I'm gonna just make sure that I get it off over here. But I, I swore this one got in there when we did the upload. Let me just 
finesse and download. Appreciate you for sending that through again, by the way, bro. Um, it's a, a you know four and a half hours worth of voice notes, man. It was it was a lot to uh, to filter through. Like I said, I'm pretty sure I remember this voice note, but then again, we listened to a lot, so I'm gonna go ahead and just press play on it to make sure uh, that you and your lady get some love off. They put me in a situation forcing me to be a man when I was just trying to understand it was about a helping hand. Damn, wasn't my fault something I did to make his father leave his first kid at seven doing my first bed? That ain't the half. Shit gets worse as I get older. Actions become bolder. Heart got colder. Ate something. A couple 40s made me hate something. Three years later, showing signs of stress. Didn't keep a haircut or give a fuck how I dress because I'm possessed by the darker side. Living a cruddy life. Shit like this kept a nigga with a bloody knife. Yo, yo, what's good, B? How y'all feeling this week in culture? Yes, sir. Big fan, big fan. I know you guys asked for voice notes, so I'm trying to just do the best that I can and stand out. My dog. You know, I just want to say that I'm a big time fan of what you guys got going on. I got a tons of respect for you guys. And Jay, love what you guys is doing. It's truly inspiring. You guys are doing God's work. Mm-hmm. So those were the lines that stuck out to me just because when I thought about Franklin, that's the song that came to my mind. And, you know, I realized as I watched the last episode multiple times that we all know somebody like Franklin. Dig what I'm saying? And it's like, not to that extent. Like, I don't know no real kingpins, nothing like that. But I do know people who was on the high and was, you know, shining, you know, messing with a lot of girls, getting a lot of money, you know being fly whether it was in school or whatever the case may be and it could go for anybody right not even just kingpins but basketball players that we grew up with homeboys that we had or just family members and cousins you know and then they get somewhere in their life and then they have all of those things and access to a lot of things and then at some point it just falls down and we see those things happen all the time and it just hurt because it's like, damn, yo, I remember when so-and-so used to be doing this and doing that. And then you see him now and they're a shell of themselves. And I know that that shit could hurt a lot of people. Big facts. So, I mean, just tell me what you guys think. You know, I'm a big fan of what you guys got going on, like I said. And uh, I look forward to hearing back from you guys. Peace. Peace, my boy. Appreciate you, and um, I'm glad, glad we that you found tapped that. in. Yeah. yeah, and he brought up something that you know we we always think, yo, the 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 drug kingpin who fell off, or the nigga who was getting money illegally back in the day and fell off. Yo, them former athletes, them former whatevers, nigga, like who was getting to it, they be falling off too, nigga, and it, they be real regular or worse a lot of the time, bro. And and, and niggas be telling war stories. And man. guess what y'all do? As soon as they ain't got it, y'all don't give a fuck about them no more. Oh, y'all do oh. to them what they did to Franklin too. Mm. Like in real life, mm. we the reason that life is so fucked up. Come on, huh? When you quote unquote fall off, because 
we as in the whole group of us, mm-hmm. we treat these people differently. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. oh, you don't got it no more? Well, fuck him. I'm yeah. not. Everything. When you when you when you on, you on. And when you off, man, you don't even exist. When you off, we turn you off, nigga. Like, yo, I, I can't fuck with you like that no more. Cause you ain't you ain't fun no more. You ain't spending money no more. You ain't whatever. You don't have access to shit no more. Like whatever it was that people fucked with you for, it's real easy to see when they don't fuck with you no more. Cause once you lose all that shit, niggas be going with it, bro. On JD first album, Life in fourteen seventy two, classic skit, classic. You know what, JD, you gonna be all right, blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. but you gotta be careful, yo. The same people you see coming up. Be the same people you see come down. Man. Now he he gave a great Franklin answer. Yeah. Bitch, I ain't coming down. And I mean. Now, granted. It's a great <laughs> ghost answer, too. <laughs> JD never actually came down. Yeah. No. <laughs> JD is fine. <laughs> that nigga been up since 16. <laughs> JD is literally okay. Like, that nigga's doing quite fine. Oh, check this out. JD, only war story he telling is, yo, nigga, I used to date Janet Jackson. And Bow Wow's mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, life's pretty good. Bow Wow was on, on on Math Podcast. I didn't even look. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to see what Jay got. I mean, what he got to say. So, so look, somebody just asked us a, a question in this week in culture chat. Okay. Hey, since they dropping um Jonathan Majors on everything, what do y'all think of Damson Idris replacing him as Kang in MCU? Uh, too late. Can't do it. And uh, I didn't read the full statement, so don't quote me on this, but Marvel put out a statement like basically, eh, we don't love what the fuck going on with this nigga, but right now we got to ride it out because we afraid that if we fire the nigga prematurely and find out he really didn't do shit, we don't want the backlash from that. So We don't want the backlash from the black folks. Yeah, so we're going to stick to what we gonna, got going on until this shit get. It's going to be boycott Marvel. Yeah. Because since y'all, y'all left yeah. the black man... No, nah, Marvel basically saying until y'all come with some hard proof and this nigga like get some time or whatever, with you, man. we ain't letting go of shit. I still have not invested any time into trying to figure out what's going on with Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Half of me don't care, and the other half of me is like, we got snowfall, we got this, we got that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I'll devote some time because we talked about it. When I mean, it first I keep happened. seeing. All I'm seeing over the last like week and a half is yo this person dropped him his uh management team dropped him this whatever advertiser or company dropped him from sponsor like I keep seeing that sort of shit and then the other day I read there were more accusers who came out but I didn't read the details on any of it and I'm I guess for me dog when it comes to any black person Male, female, whatever. When somebody say they did some shit wrong, I'm just waiting. You, prove it. You got to prove it to me, dog. And I, I don't say that. This ain't a, oh, I don't believe accusers who say they got abused. Nah, like, if that happened, it's fuck Jonathan Major. But I'm also not finna just run and be like, yo, fuck that nigga. Because somebody said some wild shit. Niggas Man, have said wild shit about me. I listen to listen to all accusers believe proof. It is. You feel me? It is. Listen to everybody who say something, but I yeah. believe proof. And I don't know. I just don't know. And I'm like for I the have, this is Patreon. Yeah. I don't know that I care enough about Jonathan Majors and or these women. That sounds worse than what I mean. You feel me? I got you. Uh 
I, I guess I'll do it. Why do I gotta get? <laughs> why do I gotta do a deep dive into a nigga? Look, <laughs> I don't all know. I know is the first accuser. I don't know about these new folks, but the first accuser. Everything I read, because I did read a little bit when that happened. He called the police. I don't imagine that he was beating this woman up and called the police on himself. It sounds crazy. Now maybe he's crazy. Could be. It it remains to be seen. I'm a little uh, afraid of, of of great actors. Cause you never know talk about what, it. What, uh, like, how do I know who how you are? How do I know when niggas is done acting? Yeah, like you could be acting sane this whole Fam, time. You could be acting talk- like a great person, and you re- like I don't know. We just talked about the whole yo. Why did Sissy shoot Teddy? Yo, you want to know why? Cause she knew he was a great actor. Teddy was a fucking liar, nigga. I'll tell you anything to get out of the situation. So maybe, just maybe, I'll tell Franklin I'll split this money with you, dog. Yeah, I think that nigga was telling the truth. I do too. Cause but we heard the voice on the phone. <laughs> it was like, yo, niggas picked up like, yo, uh, Michigan First Credit Union, <laughs> nigga. Like, like, what you want to do? Transfer your money? Okay. What's the password? Like yeah. the whole idea that we knew he wasn't gonna get this money. Like I could have, I could have had it actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, a very, it was a possibility. I'll say this. I think it was just as possible that Teddy would have played him as I do thinking. Teddy was finna give him that 30 mil, nigga. I'll, we, I'll call it 50-50. We got no indication from the show yeah. that that was not real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't like a follow-up where it was like, yo, we learned that uh, uh, Agent Havemeyer had a, a CIA nigga on the other end. Yeah, like, no. Waiting on a code word. It gave no indication that, that, exa- that what we thought was happening wasn't actually happening. Yeah, yeah. Seemed like eh, it might have been pretty straightforward. But, again... I understand. What you think would have happened when he got that money? Well, that's where when I said, yo, there was no way Franklin was walking off in the sunset. I still don't think life would have been sweet if he got that money. I'm saying something you, bad would have happened. What you think he was about to do? Just do the real estate. Oh, I think he was going to 100% go full force into the real estate shit. I don't think that Teddy being alive, that ever would have happened, bro. Like, I don't. Well, I it wouldn't have been smooth if it did. I don't know. So listen, this is what I think was going to happen. I don't got to worry about Teddy because Teddy's about to get killed by the, the CIA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to worry, work, watch my back from Teddy because yeah. he's getting killed by the CIA. The CIA nigga was going to, uh, um, the, 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 the CIA was going to, to kill Teddy. Yeah. That's why yeah. Teddy was like, told his girl, I can't like, get him the money either. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't. If the CIA cared about Franklin, they would still kill Franklin, and yeah. he's still alive. So I don't know that he was going. Honestly, it could have been up for Teddy. I mean, yeah. up for Frank because they was killing him. You a liability. It for sure could have been, dog. But they'll believe a CIA agent over a twenty-something year old nigga from Compton, yeah, who uh, been accused of shooting his own friend. And selling drugs or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, nigga, you was set fuck out of here, man. You man. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know that. Uh, anyway, it don't fucking matter. Yeah, man. All right. Um, we we off snowfall. We back to a thousand and one. So, um, recap. Inez just got out of Rikers. Her son been in foster care. She been in and out of shelter since she got out of Rikers. She doing hair. Her son gets injured running from an abusive foster mom, and she like yo. You want to come with me? He like, yeah. 
And instead of going through the proper channels, because she ain't really working, she ain't really got a spot, probably can't really get custody of her kid. Yeah, especially when I just got a Yeah, I just got out of Rikers. So she like, fuck it. I'm going to kidnap you from the hospital. She was in jail for two years, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And based on some of the combos between her and Lucky later in the movie, sound like they just kind of led that life, right? Where, Where... we was committing crimes and, and doing what we had to do to survive. We learned early on she was also a former foster child. Her sister was there with her to protect her, but her sister ran away. And from there, she ain't know no other family. She was like, her family was gone. So, um, they. Long story short, are, well, long story long, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she went to her homegirl crib and shit. And uh, her homegirl living with her mom in an apartment. And basically was like, yeah, her and her kid gonna stay here. And it was a little tumultuous for 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 a high second. How do you think she handled that situation? Yeah. So the mom initially was on her ass, right? Clearly this is some she was from Harlem. So clearly the mom knew she always been on bullshit. You ain't the friend that I like my daughter around, right? Which is funny because when uh, Terry got older, his homeboy, Inez, was saying the same shit about him. Like, I don't really love you hanging out with P. You was that friend for this Kim girl, right? So the mom was kind of hard on her. She wasn't really talking to her. And I didn't initially hate how Inez approached her when she was like, yo, can you at least acknowledge me, nigga? Like, I'm here. I'm standing in your house. I hear you talking shit. Acknowledge me, dog. Like, talk to me. Look me in my eye, bro. No, my nigga, you in my house. I'm doing you a favor. I don't got to do that yet. It's not, it ain't been 12 hours. Like, yeah. no. And you, they're also young, right? Because yeah. Kim asked her, yo, you still plan to get your GED? She was like, no, nah, I got it when I was locked up. She was like, dope. And then we find out a couple weeks later, I have her later. She was going to Clark. So yeah. they, these is 18 year olds, yeah. man. Like, so I wasn't mad at the mom either because, nigga, you not, what you're not finna do is come in here and ruin the work my daughter did. This is 94. Yeah. Child. At this yeah. point, children didn't talk to adults that way. Also, you got to respect so, me in my house. No, no, I don't have to go out my way to have a whole full-fledged conversation with yeah. you. Um, you stand in my... My kid don't pay nothing in this motherfucker. Come on. Because Now, a child. her friend is going to be here with a little boy. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then I'm hearing shit on the news about a missing little boy. So, when she came back, she went to the store... Found some work, got a couple dollars. Um, but while she was at the store, she heard the news report about a woman or a little boy being kidnapped from the hospital. Clearly, that's her and Terry, right? We still don't know what we don't know yet yeah. about them. But when she come back to the house and she asked the mom about, you know, hey, why you ain't acknowledging me? Why you ain't talking to me with no respect? And more during this thing, that led yeah. to this, she was supposed to be gone for a couple hours. She was going, she was going the going entire whole day. day. So last night I let my daughter's friend and the baby come here. Yeah. And now the baby just here the whole day. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. And we I'm taking care of the fucking baby. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. And not only that, um, it was a convo earlier, like, yo, you got him in school. Like, what you what you doing with like he reading he playing with the coloring book. She even said to Terry, like, yo, when I was your age, my mom was teaching me how to read, like I was you playing in coloring books is cool, but like you ain't you on the run with your mama, you ain't even getting educated, bro. Like this shit is it's just not healthy. So when she came back after this long day being gone, 
Her and the mom get into it. Now this is where she was wrong. You don't push my mama, dog. Nigga. You don't push that I'm old like, lady in the back. Who the, like one, if I'm a guest in your house, yeah. I'm a burden in your house. I'm doing everything to make your life easy. I'm on my motherfucking P's and Q's. I'm boy. quiet. Hey, you want me to do these dishes? I'm yeah. I'm straight. How can up. I help? Like I'm trying to be a less as a problem, but she had this sense of entitlement, like mm-hmm. I got a kid with me. Help me. Yeah. I'm your daughter friend. Acknowledge me. Yeah. It's not about you. At all. At all. Now to you, I know it's about you because that's you, you. But uh like to everybody else, nigga, you in my house. Yeah. I got a daughter to raise. I who I don't even want her being friends with you. You bring a baby around this motherfucker. I see some shit in the news about a baby missing. Uh no, I don't want I don't like you. Yeah. I think you a bad influence. You just got out of jail. Come on, man. Because you steal. You yeah. scam. You do all this. Like, you got a you reputation. You in these streets, man. And, like, niggas know it. And you popping back up with your son, it feels like this is just more of the same from you that I knew before you went in. You know what I'm saying? This is the girl who I knew was hanging with my daughter before she got locked up. And now I ain't even shocked you pop back up with a little four-year-old boy, six-year-old boy, however old he was, dog. But... It was so wild because when she pushed her, immediately I was like, yeah, she got to go. Like, now now you can't stay here, yo. What's so funny, she packed all her shit up and go downstairs, and she, like, she got an attitude with her her homegirl. Yeah. And, like, she want her homegirl to be on her side with her mama. Come on, Like, nigga, you can't put your fucking hands on my mama. Push my mama. You lucky I ain't beat your ass if we really keeping it a buck. Because I could have put you the fuck down. Beating my mom or pushing my mom. Yeah. Not, then I kind of didn't like the daughter response a little bit because to the mama. Well, to to Ines because like she was still cool. She's like, I know my mom's not gonna. Oh change. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. nigga, it's not your mama fault. No, no, no. Yo, your friend pushed your mama. <laughs> like dog. at no point in history, can I don't you have put one friend on this earth that could push my mama at all, and it's cool after. Now, y'all want to have a little shouting match? I don't agree, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's different, yeah. but like you're not putting your nah. fucking hands on my mom. Once your hand touched my mama back, I'm socking you. I'm throwing your baby out the window, <laughs> nigga. I'm Michael Ely in that one movie. Nigga. Hey, I'm fucking Charlie Murphy. Hey yo, you motherfuckers, take one more step. <laughs> I'm kicking this nigga out the motherfucking window. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness, everybody. The tables are turned. Yo, do with them whatever you like. You will never push my mama, dog. <laughs> you motherfuckers, take one more step. I'm kicking this nigga out the motherfucking window. Like, fam, I I told the story <laughs> on the main pod, like, back in the day, me and my mom were in a, a bank hostage situation, and a nigga was talking to my mom crazy, and little kid Ant wasn't with that shit and went over and punched the nigga, and I got gun buddy <laughs> as, like, a fucking six-year-old, nigga. <laughs> like, it happened, dog. That's crazy. But we don't do that. <laughs> you don't talk crazy to my mama. You, you damn sure don't put your hands on her, You dog. that Ryan Garcia? You fight through it. <laughs> no, matter, <laughs> no matter what, you fight through it. Okay, my nigga. Yo, Tank said I just looked at him and said like yo I really thought he was gonna get up Like I was telling him like get up <laughs> He looked at Tank like Nah this nigga want me to get up I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay down here yo, man, As a nigga that's taken many blows In karate tournaments 
That liver shot a motherfucker, boy. Well, I just been punched in the shot. I just been punched <laughs> there before, like in a fight. <laughs> so, oh, I know it takes. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, nigga. I I thought back on it later Saturday night. I was like, yo, I don't know if I got up in ten. <laughs> like, I really feel like I laid. <laughs> I played it off really good though. Yeah. Yeah. What's fucked up? Like, but you really can't do a lot. I've been concussed and fought through that. I got a big ass head. I don't know, nigga. But something about that fucking liver shot. He had, he could he was he could have got up though. I mean, he got up right after. <laughs> I just don't think he wanted to get up and fight. That's, that's exactly <laughs> that's what, what it was, was nigga. Yeah. And you know me, I was fucking with Ryan. But we also, I said a million times, if Tank catch him, and he caught him in the second round. And from there, it was fear. He was aggressive. Yeah. Got caught. Yeah, and it was. And chill. then it was like, nah, now nah, he built I'm some relaxed. confidence up to the seventh round. Yeah, got geek. Yeah. Got caught again. He was like, nah, I want that. But from two to seven, he just survived. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think the confidence came from survival. Yo, like he ain't caught me with another one. And patience. Yeah, that he didn't have. And because he said that he like, I just got bored. And this was like, let me just start something. That's the trap I want to set. Tank pulled uh, Michael. Michael, a Mike Tyson move and took advantage of his height disadvantage. I stayed under all your best shit. Yep. I stayed on bro. Tank maneuvered so low. And I'm a softball. Come on, man. Come on, man. Do you know what I can do? I'm a softball. Everything you swinging at me that would hurt a normal nigga. I'm below because my height has me naturally below it. Nigga. All I got to do is dip into my shoulders and turtle up and you stuck, nigga. Yeah. Plus, I got fast hands too. Yeah. May not be as fast. Yeah, yeah. But fuck your I hands. can catch you, you with one. <laughs> you can't stop mine. Come on, man. So, so hey, there it is. Hey, but speaking of, <laughs> that's what the fuck would have happened to Inez if she touched my goddamn mama, dog. But she told her, you know what I'm saying? All right, cool. I'm out. We got some other people we can stay with. And she had her girl Kim drop her off at these other apartments in Harlem. <laughs> Didn't actually tell her. And we ain't even know as the audience till her and her son walked in the fucking uh, corridor at the apartment. She said, Terry started going up steps. She said, hey, hey, come back, come back. He's like, I lied. We don't really know nobody here. <laughs> I don't know a goddamn person in here. And then she went back to the fucking phone book, called every motherfucker she knew. Niggas was like, nah, you can't stay here. She was telling niggas, yo, my apartment had asbestos. We got kicked out. Nope, can't stay here. So then she seen a fucking ad for... A one bedroom, one well, bathroom. Well, then uh, he came out. He told her, she told him to stay in the oh, little Oh, yeah, vestibule. he took off. <laughs> he left, and the door locked, and yeah. their stuff was still in there. Yeah. So she started screaming on him and then noticed down the street that there's two white cops there, and then she really started having like, yo, I didn't stole my son. Yeah. And he's my son, but I didn't kidnap my own kid. Yeah. Because uh, here's the thing. You can't kidnap your son from foster care. Even if it's your son, right? Yeah. Like, that ain't how that works. But now I can't fucking yell at him or go off or none of that because then we in real trouble. So she had one of them heart to hearts like, you want to you be with me? Yeah. Didn't, didn't you say this? Like, and then she sees a... I think I'm like five or six. Yeah, he was six. <laughs> she saw the saving grace. She saw um a phone number and a little flyer for rent a one-bedroom, one-bath shared apartment come over she goes she interviews with the lady for the apartment and the lady kind of had a, a heartfelt moment with her because she was like yo basically yo my daughter she ain't never got over how the streets did her i'm watching her son nigga. like my grandson stays here with me because my daughter never fucking got back on her feet so 
I get it. She came in like, nigga, I don't got no money right now. Yeah. But I can pay you on. I can get my shit together, yo. Yeah. And all I need is somewhere to stay until then. Yo, that that low key was the saving grace of the entire. None of this shit happens without her. Yeah, no. Because not only did I let you stay here, I let you do hair out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I let you get money. And yeah. I gave you a fucking roof over your head while you got money. And my grandson, P, was able to play with your son. They had a fucking, you know, shared experience. And now the two of them get to fucking live their life, man. And she had like, this, this little nigga in school? or Yeah. So... She like, oh, you know, with the foster care shit, it's probably with the state, woo, woo, woo. But in real life, I stole them. So I got to get some fake papers to get them in school, right? I think there was another little time shift, and um, it wasn't that long, but, like, she was basically working. Yeah, and, and got her shit she, together. She, she got enough money together to get an apartment. Yeah. And she stayed in an apartment. Uh, she was on the 10th floor in apartment one. I guess that's how they do it in New York. So 10-01, so 10th floor, first apartment. I'm assuming. Rob, tell me if I'm wrong. Right. Or <laughs> draft pick NYC. Yo, that nigga sound like he, more, he like, Rob and him sound like 100% New Yorkers, but different type of New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. Rob from Harlem, right? Rob is, I don't know where he's from. Rob is uptown. Yeah. We, we know that. Harlem, the Bronx, yeah, he from yeah, up that yeah. way. But they, they y'all, y'all got that New York voice a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Tiana Taylor can't escape it. No. I don't think there's a role on the planet that she can't be from New York, nigga. What's the name that she kept screaming? Byron. Oh, in that one movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Byron. Little ball shit. Yeah, That's we the only back, time we back. She did. Only time she didn't sound New Yorker. Which yeah, is, yeah. She just sounded annoying. Fuck you. Yo, I'm. Uh, yo, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause it be shit like that that it had me thinking that a motherfucker don't never need to act or don't never need to be in no shit. Whole time you got this in you. I mean, this is motherfuckers what just need material, man. What am I being asked to do? Mm. And I've never been to a movie before, so yeah, I'm gonna do this. Man, damn, I forgot about that little annoying Tyler Perry shit, dog. Um, anyway, she get her own little spot, man. <laughs> Tiana Taylor is famous for being like a drug dealer's daughter, ain't he? Ain't she? Think so, yeah. She was on like I feel Sweet like that 16. was the Sweet Sixteen story, yeah. yeah. And then from there, got her deal with the Neptunes and Pharrell. That didn't go great. Peep this: Charlie Clips mm-hmm. versus uh, the first one. Yeah, Tay Rock. Tay Rock. Yeah, Tiana Taylor. She right it. there, just sitting right there. Harlem shit. Har- like, yeah. Why are you in this? Why are you in this? But I didn't peep uh, Cardi B in the battles back in the day. Yeah. Sitting on stage with jeans and Jordans. Hey man, real quick, uh, the homie draft picks. He said, "Man, y'all really are our favorite podcast." He was like, "The fact that y'all even interact with us is special." I'm working on speaking to the TV and film people at my company. I work for Sirius XM. He did tell me that. Yeah, actually. yeah, that's love, man. Um, really appreciate that. That's really dope. And I know I just texted to you, but you know, if y'all need anything from us, hit us up, nigga. We around the way, man. Um, so back to the joint. Her old dude, who we kind of heard about, but we didn't really know the situation. So her girl had asked her, like, yo, is Terry Lucky's son? And she was like, nah, me and Lucky was broke up when I had Terry. But, you know, I'm going to tell Lucky about him when he get out. You know what I'm saying? I had a question to ask. What's that? But I forgot that this conversation had happened. So now I know the answer. 
Mm. How does she not know? The homegirl? Yeah. Because she ain't been around. I feel like this In was six years. Yeah. Well, you can maybe not have been around to know or to not know who the dad was. Like if a couple years go by. Well, I can't really say what I want to say yet. We'll come back to it. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, so they had that combo early. And then once Tiana or I'm sorry, Inez gets her own apartment, her and Terry got a spot now. Then lucky just so happened to get out around that same time. Right. And when he came home, he came to live with them. Now, before we begin that, she was working. She was doing hair. Yeah. And then uh, oh, the, old the, girl yep, yep. gave her like a lead to be to do some house cleaning type shit. Yeah. Said, yo, I got a job opportunity for you, but it's in Queens. And she was bitching about it at first. That's it's two hours away. Train ride or yeah. some shit. She was like, nigga, you want the job or not? Because... That hair money is cool, but I can put something steady in your pocket. Yeah. So, um, this kid is six years old. Yeah. She left him at the house by herself. Yo. It's not, it's not, it's not uncommon. It ain't. <laughs> Especially in the nineties. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but bro. I was worried. It was a few moments in here that I was like, oh, they they telling my life story. Like I, I talk very frequently about my pops being in prison when I was younger. Um I'm an only child. At the crib. My sister didn't grow up with me. Rest in peace to my baby. Um, But she grew up in Ohio with her mama. So, at the crib, my mama wasn't always there, dog. Like, she had to work. Did you know that Tiana Taylor voice was intergalactic? Yeah. Who was she? Hold up. She was. Oh, she was the boxing instructor. Voice. Okay. it wasn't like a. uh, I think I knew that when we watched it. Yo, randomly. I just watched that the last two days. I've watched Intergalactic. And like, that's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. And that was a great pod review. If you never listened to that Intergalactic review, said, go back and check that out. Um, they they watched it because of us. They would have never watched it. Yeah. But they watched it, and it was like um, like an amazing thing. Yeah. Somebody I know who literally hates like all movies, like they don't like movies, hit me and was like, yo, y'all review made me watch the movie. But then when I watched the movie, like, it was so fucking good. I went back and listened to y'all pot, and it was just like, great fucking job. And I'm like, you don't like movies. Like, I know this about you. You would never watch anything ever. It's one of them, I don't even got a TV people. And was like, yo, we made her watch the fucking uh, shit on Netflix on her computer. And then from there, she went and listened to the pot again. And was just like, damn, y'all killed that. So salute to us. Salute to Intergalactic, yo. Um, and I want to salute to my man, Will Catlett, not just because he's a phenomenal actor, but also because when I see Will Catlett in a movie, I know a bad relationship is somewhere in there, boy. boy. <laughs> my nigga. <laughs> yo, boy. Yo, your relationship going to be tumultuous if my nigga is in it. Dog. He the dark-skinned Michael oh, Ely. Ely. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is tumultuous and it's toxic. Somebody might die. Somebody might be in trouble. Like, you just really don't know when Will Catlett is your man in the movie, dog. And um, when I saw that he was the the love interest that she had been waiting on to get out of prison, I really was like, yo, this movie finna turn up. And in a lot of ways, it did, man. He came back out of prison, moved in with her and Terry, but initially was kind of tight with her because he like, yo, I just got out. How long you going to keep this shit up with your kid that you stole? Cause I can't, I can't be around this type shit, nigga. I just got out. Like if they come looking for your son, I'm fucked up behind this, dog. 
And I thought about it like, damn, that's a wild position to be in, my nigga. But you also didn't have to come live with her either. So, yeah, kind of fucking wild, nigga. But then, him and her had a very odd relationship, yo. Um, he would leave for, like, long spurts. She first asked him to, like, start developing a relationship with Terry. He didn't want to. This nigga said, yo, I want you, not him. Yeah. I came back. I, I didn't sign up to be a fucking father. Damn. Shout out to but him. But he also truth. really didn't know that there was a kid out there because she hadn't told him yet. Yeah. So, I get it. And he does. He does not believe this is his kid. No, no, no. I think he was fully aware. Like, yeah, this is, this is not mine. Dog. <laughs> and that's another thing, right? Like, I know it's it's popular to think that a real man takes care of another man's child. No, no, bro. Like that don't always happen like that. Like it's some niggas out here who want their children only, and they not wrong for that. I could be a real man and not be a stepfather to your child. You're not less of a man for not wanting to take care of another man's child. Now, I am not a quote unquote real man if I lead you on as if that's my. Now that's a fact. That's what I. That's why I want to do yeah. only to get you in yeah. bed or some shit like that, yeah. or, or to use you. No, that's not real and because you, you you quite literally being fake. You're not. You're not any less of a woman if you say. Yo, I want somebody who wants me and my child, or or what's they shit? Me a, and my child is a package. Yo, or, me and my daughter is a package deal. Yeah, and y'all are. That's one hundred percent. Like in real life, if you dating somebody with a kid, like you actually dating them, yeah, you are auditioning to be a stepfather or step parent. Facts, because like if this goes where we think it's gonna go, yeah. we would like. But I just don't think not, a nigga's wrong not, for not being granted, like, yo, I don't want that. Everybody's not dating to marry. Yeah. Of course, some people are like, yo, I want to have some fun for a couple yeah. months. We see where it goes. But like on some real shit, like if you dating somebody with a kid, there could feasibly be one time where yeah. you got to live with the kid. I remember <laughs> or, a girl asked me that uh, back in the day shit, like probably around the first time or when I first moved back to Detroit, um, asked me, why we didn't like why it didn't go anywhere why it didn't jump off the ground and i was like yo that wasn't what i was looking for at that time like i wasn't in that space i wasn't dating to marry i wasn't dating to have a serious long drawn out relationship like i didn't really know what the fuck i wanted and i was like that's just what it was like i could tell what you was on i wasn't on the same shit yo nigga we was better off not moving that forward man like I, I'd rather not lead you on to think that I'm dating to marry. Yeah. whole time I know, mm, I'm just kind of on some player shit. I'm figuring my life out right now. You ever dated a, a person with a kid and you ain't like how they parented? Yes. Like, I dated a woman who I'm pretty sure she didn't hate her child. She hated being a mother. Mm. Mm. She loved her son. She, she a, did she, not she, like the inconveniences of being a mother. She probably hated being a single mother. That's what it was. It like, was literally always like, why don't I have help? Why don't I have anybody? Why don't... And I'm like, you know, we're dating, but... And I was, so, so I think... I think this can sometimes come into fruition. We're dating. I like you a lot. And you're crying or complaining or... I don't, it's those two wrong words. You're voicing your displeasure and your discomfort... With your current situation, and the person that you're that you were dating is saying how they need help and this and this, and because you mm -hmm. like the person, you offer help, mm -hmm. 
or you offer, you know what I'm saying? You try yeah. to do extra because like, damn, this I, I do like this person. Yeah. And now that now you giving them the impression, yeah, that you, or maybe you you, you took on you the, all in. You took on an extra responsibility that you I don't think you fully took into consideration what you're actually doing. Well, At this point, thing, you think right? I'm just helping because I'm just the girl I'm dating. When you're dating a woman who has a child, or when you're dating anyone who has a child, right? And you you do something with or for that child. In an effort to help, because I like you. Yeah, so I want to make you happy. Do you really have another fucking choice? No. No. And as a man, you definitely don't, because we just talked five minutes ago about how they'll put your whole manhood on this shit if you don't fucking come all in. And bro. it's a it's an interesting place to be in, especially when you're younger, right? Yeah, so yeah. you're younger. Like, I don't know how to navigate this. Well, it's not that I don't know how to navigate it. I've never navigated this before. Yeah. I don't know that while I'm being nice to the person I'm dating and doing things to make her smile and lighten her day, which is by default helping the kid, which is for all that this is purpose. Oh, it's a cool kid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, cause they're still a kid, but I don't know that I'm developing a relationship or giving the idea that, Hey, I'm ready to be a stepfather. Yeah. Re- well, forget that. I'm ready to be a father to this child. And then when things don't work out, it's like, well, now I've been in- introduced and now I'm attached to a kid. And it's like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Cause now it is. Yo, the kid was cool. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't see the kid no more. Yeah. Like, and like, even in, in that initial couple scenes with lucky where she was trying to get him to start you know developing a relationship with terry he was resistant and then she was like yo i need you to run in the store grab some uh some broth for me or whatever for dinner and she was like why don't you take terry he like bro what the fuck like you kind of forcing a little bit but i'm gonna do what i gotta do to make sure me and you still rocking so he take terry and then he try to start getting to know him like terry, terry asked him, yo, he's like why you don't like me basically yeah he's like why you what you like, mean? why you think that? And then he was asking, like, yo, why your name Lucky? And he was like, yo, you know, it, it just come from back in the day and, like, some mistakes I made. He was like, yo, was I a mistake? Like, damn. Right there, he started connecting with him because, yo, that ain't how I want you looking at little, me. And, and also, the kid is just... He just he's a he's a his intelligence level appears to be a little bit higher than what you would expect for a kid that age. And for a kid that quiet, right? Yeah. He's so socially inept. You don't really think that he he really paying as much attention to shit going around as he actually is, bro. Yeah, but he is 100% paying attention. Oh, he, he was tapped in. And he's asking questions very directly and very mm-hmm. straight to the point. Not like rude or anything. It's like so Yo, what's up with you and my mom? Why you yeah. living here? When you, when you, I think he said, how long? He said, how long yeah, you gonna how be long here? How long you gonna be here? And shit, even when she got into it with with Kim and her mom, and when they went to that little corridor in Harlem and just sat there in that motherfucking stairwell, he was like, "Yo, like, why you fucked that up? Like, I liked them. I liked living with them. I like coloring books and shit." And she was like, "It's more to life than coloring books." And it's like, "Yo, I'm six. It ain't, bro. Like for me, it's really the fuck not, man." Um. So, Lucky and Inez eventually get married, right? They tied a knot the whole time. So, when he talked to a little dude walking to the store, a a chick walked across the street. And um, he talked to the chick. Ended up being later on. Yeah. But Lucky, I mean, not Lucky. um, Terry. Terry looked at her. And, you know, he was giving, she was giving play. He was. Yeah. Yep. Ended up being a fucking baby mom in the the, the end. Um, But. They got married, 
And then he went and had that dope little convo with Terry, like, yo, we blood now. Yeah. Even though that's not how that works. But I get it. I like the sentiment, yo. We blood. And he told him, I promise to give you the life me and Inez never had, nigga. Me and your mama never had this shit. Um, and then we do a time jump, right? This is the first big time jump where they went from 94 to 2001. Terry in the ninth grade. And in the, I think he might have been in like the eighth grade, dog. Because I was trying to figure this out because he was, t- they was talking about like taking a test to go to a high, like basically the cast Renaissance King test. Yeah. But to go to a high school. Yeah. Well, I took that as he in a bad high school, but the teacher noticed. The only reason I took him as like in the seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Is because when he was in high school, he was a different person. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so. But that was another four year jump. Yeah. So if he was in high school already, you'd be out of college. So if you was in ninth grade, or going to your senior year, depending on the time, right? Yeah, but if you in ninth grade, four years later, you're not in school no more. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, oh, he must have been in like the seventh, eighth grade, and it was a big seventh, eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, facts. Because that, um, that that part kind of confused me at first. Yeah, because I was expecting, I'm like, oh, he's in well, high school now. So on the on the IMDb, the time jumps didn't show the year, but it showed his age. He went from 13 to 17. Mm-hmm. So you either was at the end of eighth grade. Oh, 13 is like seven. You was like end of eighth grade. Uh-uh. I was 14 in the ninth grade. Yeah, that's something you can be. I was oh, yeah. 13 at the end of eighth grade. Didn't turn 14 to the beginning of ninth. Okay. I turned Like a month in. I turned 14 in what? What's 14 plus 82? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I turned 96 though. Yeah, yeah. I turned 14 and so in 96. Yeah. I but turned, you would have turned 14 in ninth grade. In eighth grade. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And then you would have started April, eight, ninth yeah, grade yeah, yeah, yeah. that fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just depends on when the fuck you was born. But when they showed 13 and 17, I'm like, oh, that was me, because technically I did start high school at 13 and I started college at 17. So he could have been end of eighth or beginning of ninth. Depending on the fucking layout, right? But um, we learned right away that he gifted. He wanted them. He got it up Smart. here. Smartest shit. Socially awkward still, right? He hanging out with his he man. With the, with the, yo, this was definitely 2001 calls. This was the fab yeah, era. Yeah. Durag, Sean John, out, all that. Big ass jerseys. Big yeah. ass. Big jeans. Y'all don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't know, but y'all, four of y'all know about mm-hmm. big jeans. Um, yeah, big jeans, baggy shit, and he was t- trying to get on a young. He they didn't know how to talk to women. Oh boy, was on some. Yo, talk to these bitches. How you? Yeah, he and he was one of them shit. And like every crew got one of them, right? Big the nigga that's just fucking loud and like in your face and brash. For you no gotta reason. get these hoes, man. Yeah. And it's like, yo, niggas, some niggas move differently when it comes to getting women. Now, in this case, he tried to say something to old girl. It just didn't fucking work. Old girl was, like, rough. She was she wasn't giving a nigga no run, though. Like, goddamn, dog. And during this time, when that time jump, then you seen how Tiana Taylor, because she was, like, super fine, super bad. Uh-huh. And now she looked like an adult. Big hoop earrings and you know all that shit. Yeah, now, now she, she got the polo work shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. And, like and their apartment the was nice. Like, yeah. And I noticed, too, um, in that first time jump, when she went out to smoke on the stoop or whatever, uh, somebody was like, yo, who was that across the street? It was like, oh, that's the new owners of the building. And it was like an old Hispanic man and shit. And I was like, okay. 
Because in all the descriptions I read about the movie prior to reading it, in one way or another, it all talked about like how New York was changing right throughout the movie. So I'm like, okay, I see. You know, she got this. This the super right now. They got the the towers up. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And then she goes to school with him, learns from his teacher that he's gifted. His oh, teacher wants here? him to yo. Man. Well, let's talk about this scene yo, here. Yo, because Lucky is there too. Yeah, yeah, and like. <sighs> I was so glad that they brought Lucky into his life, bro. Like, honestly, dog. Like, you really, really fucking... And further down the movie, older Terry made a statement about the importance of having a father. And it was... But you'll see the importance... Throughout. ...of him having a father. You can tell he wanted... I needed that. He wanted that yeah. that masculine energy, even though his mom was masculine enough. Yeah. But, well, she was masculine. I don't say enough. But uh, but that teacher said, quite frankly, I'm surprised that this is your son. Mm. I was, I'm I'm surprised he's smart. After yeah. <laughs> She basically was like, yeah, after seeing you, I'm surprised this is your yeah. son. She said. His reading is this level, this level, yeah. this. She was like, you know, not, like. Our our best students' parents aren't always uh, articulate or some shit like that. Like it was just like wild fucking commentary from these teachers, bro. And I was like, and then that's when the black lady stepped in. So what we trying to say is, yeah, your son is gifted. That nigga shouldn't go here, bro. Like, like put him in a better school. This shit is too easy for him. So we think he should, yeah, take this test and see what happens. She was like, I can help him out, you know, but it's ultimately it's his decision, right? I don't feel like, and I, I know that they debated and she went to ask Lucky, like, yo, talk some sense into him. He's saying he don't want to take this test. Fam, I'm sorry. At 13, 14, however old he was, this ain't your decision, bro. I think like, he didn't want to go. Same reason most niggas don't. Niggas feel like they leave in a hood when they do shit like that. It's that Canaan effect, nigga, that raising Canaan shit. I don't think that's the why he didn't want to go. Why you think? I don't never get to stay nowhere. Mm. Well, he said that. Yeah. He did say that. Like, like yo. I always got to go. Yeah. With you, I had to move it. Like, yeah. No, I'm I'm finally Stability. with you. I'm finally stable. I yeah. finally got my mom with me, yeah. like, for a period of time. It's, it's, it's been 10 years at this point mm. that I've been with you. It's 10, 11 years. Like, no, I don't want to go because yeah. I'm tired of people telling me I got to. Um, you in foster care? I had to move here. I had to move here. Got to run the family. Do this and this. Yeah. I got friends now that are like are semi permanent. I don't want to go. Yeah, the same thing happened with me. Mm. They out. They I got a letter to come to Cranbrook. Yeah, and I found out that I would have to be like on campus. I wish my parents would have made me go now. In real life, I, mean, I was like. Nah, yeah, like live away from y'all. Cause that sound crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm you that young, bro. I've never spent the night without y'all, man. Like it's wild too. Cause like I I think back to like I went to I, I could have went to Cranbrook. That's, that's a, a private, private school. school. Like I think back to like um when I when I took the the test for Rennie Cass King was going to cast. That was my plan. And then my mom was like, yeah, dog, I'm taking you out of DPS. And I was at Bobian and I'm like, yo, like what the fuck? She was like, nah, I don't, I don't feel like you being challenged. I don't feel like you meeting people. You didn't have the same friends from first grade to right now. Like I'm a real nigga, man. Facts. You feel me? And real niggas do real things. Nigga, what you wanted me to do? Leave? No. 
And she put me in fucking uh, Oak Park Middle School, Roosevelt, she halfway through eighth grade. She went to Cass. And that was the thing. I'm like, bro, I was so prepared and like my life was headed that direction and then it didn't happen. And then I think back though, like, you know, a month in the ninth grade for me, my pops got in this car accident, almost died. My mom was away for damn near a year in Kentucky. Uh, so he was able to come up out the hospital. And um, even when they came back to Michigan, she was still at Beaumont with him day in, day out. And it was like, yo, I was living at my best friend's crib at the time with his parents. And we went to the same high school. So I'm like, if it weren't for me being in that situation, I don't know what school would have looked like if I was going to Cass. Having to get from fucking eight mile and Myers all the way downtown, nigga. Like Up on the freight, my nigga. Be all right. Couple I mean, transfers. I mean, you talking to a nigga that rode the bus from <laughs> six? But, but it was know, like I just don't know how that would have played out, man. So for y'all, for that, that's not from here. Yeah. Uh, Cass is a uh, what did Lauren learn to say in a uh, in, in uh, them people or you people? Oh, and you people about Howard. Is like the the black oh shit. It's like the black Harvard. Yeah, yeah. So in in of high schools in Detroit, like Cass is the Harvard. Cass is Mecca. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like so for Cass, King, and Renaissance. Don't shout out to Jenny. Shout out to all my niggas who went from Renaissance. But Renaissance is little brother. Okay. Mm. Cass and King are the big dogs. Mm. In my opinion, shout out to King because I know a lot of y'all. It's Cass, King, Renaissance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the order. So everybody famous or of of and note. Rennie also has the I guess unfortunate position of not being in the like downtown adjacent. Yeah. But in Detroit, them is HBCUs. Yeah, facts. Like that's, that's the equivalent that's, of Howard. Uh, Morehouse Spellman, <laughs> like, yeah. like, and when you Clark. go there, yeah, in one of those three, you have like a built-in, um, alumni class, yeah, that yeah. is just if you in this same metro area, they said, I was looking at something recently, I think it was like King has produced more NFL players. It's like one of the top ten or top twenty-five schools. To produce NFL players like ever, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. But like these three schools is is the HBCUs. Yeah. Those like, are those are your your cream of the crop high yeah. schools. So we talking about in Detroit, Cass King, and yeah. Renaissance. Like that's like it was funny because um shout out to my little cousin uh, Casey just officially graduated or got pinned from Cass yesterday. Um, she going to Michigan State. But it's funny because her sister went to Rennie, and it's just like. It's, it'd be real battles in households around this bitch for where your kids is going. Cass and King are rivals like Duke and North Carolina. That's a fact. That's, that, That's they, a fact. This is Duke and North Carolina. That's a fact. Like a Cass King football game is like nationally televised. Didn't it, it a fight this year? Yeah. A, show a big one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that game, like I've been out of high school for 23 years. Yeah. Niggas That's still like to still go see Cass see and King. TV, I, I don't bro. know. A, well, I do and the, the teams have only gotten better, so... To to see what they doing now is just it's nuts. I used but to run track for Cass. My parents got met there. Um, oh, that's why I exist. Yeah. It's because my parents went to Cass. So when they tore down the original building, I went and got a brick mm. from there, which I still have because like I have a piece. Yeah, that's a memento of man. this this of this historic thing. That's dope. That's dope. I didn't know that. Um, but all that said, in this moment, right, 
he gets this opportunity to go to this better school. And while I understand the 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 mental angst of, yo, I just want us to stop having to move and stop. I want to stop having to go somewhere. Yeah, I get that. But in this opportunity to live a better life and to have a better opportunity for yourself in the future, this is where I got to step in as your parent. Because Tiana Inez, yeah. she legitimately is doing everything to make sure that he has a better life and a better situation than yeah. she did. And Lucky as well. Yeah. Now, during this time, her and Lucky ain't always in the best of places. Yeah. They had an argument, and he broke the... Uh, well, she pushed the shit out yeah. of him. He broke the stove handle. Sometimes he leaves. Yeah, nigga be gone for weeks. Comes back. You know what I'm it saying? It was funny when him and Lucky was out on the... Or him and Terry was out on the court hooping. Um, Terry was like, shit. He said something to him like, you was gone a lot. Longer than you used to. A lot usually. longer than normal, nigga. Like, damn, normally you might be gone up? a few days, but nigga, you've been gone some weeks. You, y'all breaking up? Yeah. What's up? And then he basically talked him into going to the school and shit. Have like you need a you need a father figure. Yeah, you need man. a father. Yeah. Um, but if you if that's not available, you need a father figure and that strong presence or whatever. Yeah, and he he gave him that you know, hey, don't get caught up in the bullshit me and your mama got caught up in, yo, and really encouraged him just to make better choices. But he said something specific. He was like, yo, I want you to make better choices than me with your mama, with everything, mm. like nigga, because the way I make choices with your mom, I know ain't great. I'm acknowledging that. I need you to be better than me with that and with everything else in your life. But the wild part is. As you watch in this film, you'll start to forget all of this is happening with Terry living as Daryl. Yeah. Darryl, under a whole nother name. Darryl, he got a pseudonym. Daryl Terry as his middle name yeah. is something else. It was like Daryl Terry Henderson or some shit. In order to get him in school, she gave him some. She basically she got, got some, some fake, fake papers. papers. Yep. To get her back in school. So it was like, yo, you don't find out that I kidnapped my son. So he's been living under this fake. <laughs> That's a wild sense. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, he's been living under this fake name. His middle name is his name, so they just call him Terry, but yeah, or whatnot. So fast forward, now they in high school. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he went to like, the better school. He looks he like a whole Boosie. man. He got a Boosie fade. He Facts. looks like Lil Boosie. Uh, he still like that same girl. Yeah. And oh boy, his homie is still wild. Yeah. And um, we also see Lucky in the hospital. Yeah. Lucky man. got cancer. Mm. Um. And Terry's there visiting them. They looking at like they going through old cassette tapes and shit. We didn't know right away that he had cancer. We found that out like five minutes after the scene. But um, I knew it was something serious because Lucky told him like, "Yo, I want you to hang on to my cassette collection." And I was like, "Oh shit, he this ain't going to end well." Dog. Yeah, he playing uh cassettes and shit with samples. Yeah. of. He like, nigga, why you listen to this shit? He was like, nigga, let me show you something. Yeah. He then played the samples of everything that was popping. All the hot Blaze shit from uh, 2005 or whatever year it was, yeah. bro. And I thought that was really fucking dope, too, yeah. man. That motherfucking, uh, uh, we gonna make it sample, nigga? Woo. Never heard that before. I Literally my first time. And I'm a nigga that's heard a lot of samples, nigga. Never heard it before in my life. I had never heard that shit ever. I guess and I, thought I figured it was, it was a sample, nigga. but like I've never heard the song it came from. Fam, and the beat that that shit was hard as fuck. I had never heard that shit. So, meanwhile, some little shady shit happened that I caught right off top, nigga. When the new owner of their building came to the apartment, right? He came in. He like, hey, just wanted to introduce myself. You know, I'm one of the new owners, blah, blah, blah. And he like, you mind if I come in? She like, nah. So, he come in. 
He see the stove or not. He was like, anything we could fix for you? She was like, yeah, a few towels in the bathroom and the, the shower are like falling off the wall. This is way too nice. He was like, oh, man, we'll take care of that for you. No problem. And then he go by the kitchen. He like, what happened here? Looking at the stove handle. She like, yeah, that broke like four years ago. He was like, she was like, I tried to fix it, but it keep falling off. He like, I'll fix that. Ain't, don't even worry about it. And then he was like, and we can get you some new cabinets in here. These got to be 20 years old. Too fucking nice. Because this white man in 2006, five, whatever year it is, we know this is when New York started turning into motherfucking the New York we know today or we hear about today that's white as hell in some of the most urban areas. Nigga. And when rent go from $600 to $2,700. Come on, nigga, in a fucking instant. Because she started off at this apartment paying three fifty. Three hundred and fifty bucks. I guarantee she ain't paying that much no more. And if if she Unless is paying that rent now, control, yeah, and they can't wait to get yeah, you out. Yeah. They'll do anything to get you out. Well, it's funny you say that because them niggas came in to fix shit and fucked it up more. She like, yo, now we got a big ass hole in the bathroom. Like we can't really even take a shower. Fucked up the fucked up the shower. Fucked up the heat. Fucked yeah. up the the the. the um, the oven and everything, and then came back and basically was like, uh, "Try to gonna, get out." It's gonna take a long time to fix it, so probably gonna need like about a month or so or something. A couple of months. You have somewhere else to go, and she like, "Nigga, I don't got nowhere. Where I'm gonna go, bro? Like that ain't what the fuck is we on right now? Well, like, you could just leave. It's not an option, sir. Like, so, uh." And that shit was so wild how he approached it too, dog. So Terry watched this whole thing and uh and she stressed out this whole time. Yeah. She stressed out with Lucky. She stressed out with everything. And Terry looking like, yo, why ain't you go off on dude? Because that's usually how you get down, huh? You cuss niggas out. Yeah. And she not really like that no more, not trying to like she know when to pick her battles. Yeah. Cause like, uh, I don't think I can beat this white man at this particular game. So he went to school, and the same lady who suggested that she he go to the to, to, to smart school essentially, mm-hmm. she a counselor in their whole nine yards, and she was like, "Uh, I think my my landlord trying to get us out the apartment." So she set him up with a job to help pay the bills and shit like that. Yeah, Angel, look, man, I just need you know your social security number. Your, your so what was shit. funny? I knew it was gonna be trouble. One when she said I could hook you up with a job, but specifically she was like, "I work at the CCA." And I was like, no, that ain't where we need this nigga working. Um, and then she was like, I need your birth certificate and your social. So we know, we learned early that he was off fake papers. We already knew that. But her man came I through. I forgot too. But like the dude who gave her the papers. Yeah, this they've been living their life off fake papers. Because she under a fake name too. Also, her and Lucky got into an argument and was like, nigga, this, y'all got to. They was basically arguing like, you know, you got to tell him, right? Yeah. And like at some point this was gonna happen and this and that. Oh, cause he kept getting stopped by the police. Yeah. So through each fucking um time jump, they would play like some something that was happening in New York, right? Julian they had to first stop and frisk. In. Well first when he just got yeah. in. And then they had to stop and frisk convo and then later they played when uh what's the other mayor that Bloomberg. came in? Bloomberg came in. Like but it was like we saw times changing. Yeah. And we saw the stop and frisk affect him and his homeboy because they weren't doing shit but walking down the street. 
Cops jumped him, ran him over there, boom, 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 patted him down, hella aggressive. And then they like, yeah, we, we thought you was a little older than you really are. Like, took a look at the ID and shit, and it was like, ooh, if this go wrong, you get stopped and frisked, and they really fucking search your shit, you yeah. might get in fucking trouble because you really illegally out here and supposed to be under the law or under the care of the state. I wonder, and I don't even know that his actual age, he's on his birth certificate, the fake one. Yeah. Like how old are you? Yeah. So he when he when his teacher told him, yo, cause she had asked him too, like, how's everything going with your father? And he was like, Yo, they they said they don't think he's gonna make it home. It's going bad, nigga. Life ain't great right now, and I gotta decide about college and all this shit. And I don't know what the fuck I wanna do with my life. And so when she was like, Yo, I can get you this job, bring me your birth certificate and your socials, I get everything handled. He went home and he walked in like, Yo, Ma, yo, Ma, she wasn't there. And then she did say she kind of, if I'm not mistaken, she did say, I want to talk to you about something, but they never talked. Uh, Inez. Yeah. Yeah. So after Lucky died, she said it was something he always wanted to talk to you about. And she started to go into it. And he was like, I don't want to talk to you about Lucky. Oh, did she? Yeah. Yeah. That's when he went off. And he said, more than anything, more than I used to wish that I had a mother. I wish that I had a fucking father, nigga. Because I think, I wonder what was, I I, I watched it in the theater, so yeah, I didn't yeah. get a chance to pause. I think he looked at the birth certificate and didn't see Lucky name. Mm. And I think he was frustrated that like, or maybe he did see his name or some shit. Or like, basically, I felt like you kept my father from me somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a scene before that, though, that I wanted to talk about, and I highlighted in my notes. Um, the last scene we get with Lucky with Inez and him in the hospital. Cause that's where she was at when he came home looking for her. Yeah. And he ended up just going in her room and getting the birth certificate and social. Um, Inez is in the hospital, her and Lucky having this emotional moment. Woo woo woo. His condition clearly worse. He coughing face looking pale. Shit just ain't going great. And then he asked her, why do you love me? And she kind of laughed it off, tried to play it off. He was like, don't laugh. He was like, for real, like, why do you love me? That's not an answer. And she like, man, get the fuck out of here, basically. And he was like, I never knew where it come from or whether I even deserved it. Which is why I and never And that's why I never back. fully gave it back. And now I'm sitting here on my deathbed wondering if is I it fuck, too late? Like, is, is it too late for me to actually love you? Because why are you here? Man, you with me right now as I'm dying as fucked up as I've been to you. Like, why are you here? Yeah. That's such a revelation to have when you fucking dying. Maybe the reason that that man or that person don't seem to love you back how you want them to is because they don't know why you love them and or they don't feel that they're deserving of love. And if I love you back, I feel like I'm lying to myself because I'm not deserving of this. Now I feel like I'm playing a fraud. So as long as I do something every once, like everything was going great, then you fucked up. I got to, because mm. I'm playing it for. I like I don't I don't think I deserve what I'm getting for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, definitely therapy is probably needed. It's wild to to not question whether you deserve death, but question whether you deserve love from a motherfucker. That's a that's just. And then she told him, um. Damaged people don't know how to love each other. We both fucked up. I don't know why I love you. I man. wanted something more introspective than that. But that mean that's what it's it, a bird Yeah. 
for for their situation because right? he was one. He wanted to have the conversation. Yeah, and she wanted to just. Hey, look, she wanted to get through it. it, but I also think she didn't want to. She never had to deal with this in her face, right? Yeah, yo, I love my son enough that I'm willing to literally go through any fucking thing to get him in my care, even if that means I got to steal him from the state. My son ain't die. I ain't have to like watch this one person who I love. But the only other person that I loved enough to go through anything with, he's sitting here dying and he want to talk about why I love him, dog. I don't even want to think about why I love this nigga. Yeah. So it, it's a fucked up position to be in, but the convo they had, it was such good acting in that fucking scene, man. Like that was she one was of the scenes band. where she was bodying this is it, phenomenal. Dog. She was bodying it. Will Catley was bodying it. And then we, we kind of jumped to the next scene. Where you could presume he passed, right? Yeah, his funeral on the block. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know what I don't be under... Well, I don't... What helped me understand... was that? Because New York is so big and everybody lives in apartments because that's just how New York is set up. Facts. So the people who live in your building, y'all like family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like how we have a block club, y'all just out there on the stoop or something. Mm-hmm. And like if somebody in your building passed away... That you and you've been living there for twenty years, like that's different. Yeah, that's like it. What's your neighbor? Yeah. It's not that different, but it is. It's different. And they was out there, and he was like, "Yo," she was like, "Yo, ma, it's a lady over there she's holding a baby." Mm-hmm. Like she just keep looking over here. She looked over there, which was the same lady that walked up From to earlier. Him yep, when he was me, he was like, "Yeah, that's a that's lucky daughter lucky. and his her mama." Yeah, and it was like, wait, what? Tell her come over here and get a plate. Man, because every man. time she would leave, oh, remember the argument that him and her got into? Terry and her, no, lucky and her. her. Oh yeah, yeah. When he was, she, when she would basically wanted more. This was before she mm-hmm. passed, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Nigga, I don't be doing this and this and this. Yeah. All I need you to do, <sighs> man." Even a convo going back to it was that scene in the kitchen after she pushed him, but like when shit calmed down a little bit, yeah. Um. And cause she was like, yo, I saw you staring at that girl that walked past or whatever, a different girl. Um, and he was like, man, you tripping. He was like, you know, you just being sensitive. And she was like, okay, so be sensitive to my sensitivities. Is that too much to ask? I don't know that it is dog. Cause it's, it's certain things, right? When you, when you with somebody long enough or when you with somebody through enough, you learn them. Yeah. And it's no point in learning your partner if you don't pivot to your partner. Like, I got to do the shit that I know makes you happy, but I also have to avoid doing the shit that I know makes you upset. I got caught up on Dave. You been watching Dave on FX? Oh, hell yeah. All right, so all the way caught up. I got caught up. I watched the first two seasons. Okay. But what makes me think about this in this conversation is when they were at the wedding. Yeah, that's one of the greatest episodes of everything. Bro. Like for for real, for real. That shit was phenomenal, nigga. And the bars that she gave him, because like he makes a convincing argument. Mm-hmm. Like, why should I give up? Blah blah blah. But the whole illusion of magic mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I wish I had somebody who, at the very least, was the same passion that they go after their goals. They go after me keeping the illusion of magic. And like Man. I want, I was like, yo, yo. So that's the whole. That is like. Why ain't you sensitive to my my my, mm-hmm. my sensitivities? Mm-hmm. Like you should be, even Yo. if even if you don't feel this way 
Like, why don't you care enough to even give me the illusion? Again, it's no purpose in knowing your partner in and out. If you don't do the shit that you know will elevate this relationship, bro, will elevate your partner's ability to be happy in this relationship. And it'll just make your life easier. Come on, man. Come on, man. Happy spouse, happy house. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I never I never went for the happy wife, happy life, bro. Cause cause we both live here. Yeah. It's me and you. And nothing rhymes with husband. So we was <laughs> never we was never in that. <laughs> it was house and spouse or it was you. Um Yo, that episode of Dave, not only was that shit phenomenal, but then to end that with the song they was fucking playing, bro. And it fit perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. That shit, I for real. I tell you though, nigga. Watching some of the episodes, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? No, it's wild. Season the two Benny got Blanco? really wild. Yeah, that was that was. I'm wild. like, yo, what the fuck? But is I also going was on like, here? Benny Blanco probably just like that in real life, nigga. Season three, I haven't I haven't started. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. It's only I think it's only four episodes. Um, the one with Rick Ross is phenomenal, nigga. Mm. It's all three are or all four are really good. That one with Rick Ross was literally like, it was so much going on. Yo, that nigga Gator. It's like my favorite nigga in the world, dog. Gator got a heart, bro. I yeah. love that nigga, bro. Gator make decent music. <laughs> Yo, Gator got, he really be performing and shit in real life, too. Mm. Like, whoever dog is, um, cause I don't think he go by Gator in real life. But, yeah, no, nah, dog be out here. Um, shit, Lil Dicky be. Lil Dicky can rap his ass off. Fam, starting that, that finale on season two with that fucking long-ass rap in jail with Man Boy and shit and all. Yo. I was like, man boy in this shit? Fam, that was so good, dog. I didn't know that that was just what it was. I'm yeah. like, yo, this show took a turn. Man, man, that shit was And then great, I got frustrated. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on here, dog? It went left. I'm glad it was fake. Yeah, yeah. Sorry if I ruined it. But like. But no, nah, it was still like great, dog. I'm like, yo, I'm like, no, like, like yo, what the fuck is going on yeah, here, dog? Yeah. I was upset. Dave <laughs> wows out. A lot more in season because you watch season one. Season two was a lot wilder, but a lot of that shit, like that finale beginning part, when it came back, it was like, yo, that was great, my nigga. But it definitely got wild, dog. But no, that that's a that was like a surprisingly good show. Like I, I really didn't know when I first I like started. I don't know if you ever heard the one about uh, Earth Go Heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, Lil Dicky's a rapper, yeah. dog. Like he really be getting some shit off. Um, if he ever took it serious, he could be really dope. Yeah, yeah. I I think now he probably too far down this lane, but the nigga's still talented as shit, man, and a, a solid actor too. Um, back to the fucking uh a thousand and one joint. So after Lucky dies, immediately after Terry gets called to school by his teacher, she like, yo, Terry, I need to holler at you. That social security number you gave me, shit, that wasn't legit. Like that was that was a fake number. Like, what's up with that? He was like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe it got lost, you know, my shit probably still with the state from foster care or something. I don't know. And she was like, Well, where'd you get that card? Like, I need to talk to your mom, my nigga. He like, uh, so she was like, when he told her about the foster care shit, she was like, I got a friend. Who in social services? Let me call her up. She could fix this shit. So she put the call in. Terry snatched the phone from her. Like, yo, and hung it up. Hung that bitch up. Yo, you can't call whoever you calling, dog. Like, he was like, do it even matter? I'm about to be 18 in a couple weeks. Come on, man. Do this even matter? So she like, fam, I need to holler at your mama. So he go home. 
tell his mom what's up. And she immediately was like, argumentative, right? Because that's, it was funny when Lucky told her way back early in the movie, like, yo, stop yelling all the time. Stop being so tough. Like, you the reason why niggas is like this because you go too hard at motherfuckers. Like, calm your approach, nigga. And she had did that for a while. And then when this happened, she right back yelling, like, what the fuck you go through my stuff for? Why would you take her that paperwork? He like, dog, I thought it was legit. Like, my bad. Nigga, you know I took you from the fucking hospital? You don't, you, you. Yeah, you were aware of that. You know you've been going you, under. And you, know you Daryl. Like, you know you're Daryl and you really Terry. You know the vibes. Like, nigga. you know you under a fake name. She was like, oh, they pipes have burst, too. Like, overnight or whatever. So, that next morning, she was like, look. How about this? Pipes burst. She was like, how about you go to um, your friends stay house. with P and, and his grandma? And he was like, well, where are you going to go? She was like, I'm going to figure something out. Because they burst in the middle of the night. And yeah. Because we leave his apartment. We never getting it back. Yeah. Because he also did tell the fucking teacher that. Like, I'm pretty sure the landlord's trying to kick us out, nigga. And um, she was like, all right, well, you know, you go over to Pete Crib. I'm going to find somewhere and we'll figure this shit out. And then when he came back home the next day, she well, wasn't there. To, when he went to school, they was like, listen, this fucked me up, by the way. Because this was re- like the reveal came from them at the school. It fucked me up. Yo. <laughs> they said, listen. Well, no, no, no. That's when they came to the house. That wasn't at the school. They came to the apartment. Because you remember Terry was there looking for her, and she was gone, and then they knocked on the door yeah. with the teacher and the police. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when they sat him down and was like, yo, like, got to tell you something, my nigga. So I'm thinking we finna learn what we already know. Yeah. Like, yeah, she stole from the hospital when he was six. She was like, yeah, this is... This it ain't your biological mama. It's not your biological mama. <laughs> She kidnapped you from the hospital. Like, Uh, nigga, she kidnapped you from the hospital, like, for real. (laughs) Like, she didn't just take her son back. Like, she she took you. You're a victim, nigga. She was never your mama. This is not your mama. Nigga. So. That blew my whole shit, bro. Because I'm watching the movie. I'm enjoying the movie. The whole now. I'm thinking, like, I'm I'm trying to figure out what the point of the movie is. Not like. Just I'm, where they going? I'm thinking like, oh, this a rags the richest story. He gonna become like this great doctor, lawyer, and his mom gonna get up. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, he met a girl he like. You know what I'm saying? Getting on and shit like that. Basically, after Lucky gave him a talk, he started talking to that other girl different. Yeah, yep. Like, do he talked to her saying all the shit Lucky said about how he met his mama? Yeah. Yo, when I first seen your mama, I told her she was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen. Da da da. First thing he said to old girl, nigga, he she called was her. Horn him, horn him, horn him, and then that nigga said, "You're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen." She said, "Stop fucking calling up here, nigga." He's like, "Well, maybe you can call me after work." She was like, "All right." Then, nigga, when they when they went out, nigga was like, "Yo, can you walk on the other side for me?" He was like, "I'm doing this for your protection, and because that's what that's Lucky what told Lucky him. Yeah, yeah, when he was yeah. a little boy, and they was walking. Oh, that shit matters, dog. Oh, that's father shit. Yeah, that's father shit. But listen, I'm fucked up. Yeah, because you're not the biological mom, nigga. Because so why did you do this? So now I'm thinking like, oh, that's why Lucky didn't want no parts of this shit. This I, I, I came for you. Like, I don't know why you're doing this shit. I came for you not to be a fight. Like, this, this is ain't my fucking baby. illegal, nigga. No, this is the question I wanted to ask earlier then, because mm. now the reveal didn't happen. 
hope we ain't ruining this shit for y'all. <laughs> but it's a fucking review, and we yeah, two yeah, hours and thirty minutes inside of the fucking episode. Not about longest Patreon episode ever. By uh, way. But it's like old girl from high school. Mm-hmm. You know this motherfucker ain't never been pregnant. Kim. How you how you feel that it's her baby? Kim, come on. How long y'all been friends? Kim, you you went to Clark. You not dumb. I only been in jail for two years. When did when did I for me to have a six year old right now means two years ago when I went to jail he must have been four yeah so mom just disappeared yeah couldn't get a hold of nobody he I feel so bad for the nigga yo man because he's an adult yeah about to be eighteen don't know where his don't know who his mama is and the teacher told him when the uh when the whole reveal came out you know about the social security number and shit. She was like, yo, nigga, you don't get this shit straight. It's going to affect you. You can't get a job. You can't go to school. You can't do shit. Did you lie on your college application? Because nigga, that that's a federal crime, nigga. Because this not your name. It's, it's not felony, your social. You, you've lied on your your, 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 your your paperwork. So you're not going to college. Bro, like this literally affects your whole life. It's basically if you, they didn't say this, but if you don't tell on your mom to get this corrected, you can't go to school. Yeah, because the, the 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 college got to be like, oh shit, he was a victim, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, yeah. and because your grades are still your grades, my yeah. nigga. But you have to come out and tell on her. She not so we can know that you not fucking. She disappeared, nigga. When she, but I knew when she told him, "You go to P House, I'm gonna figure something out." I knew we were never gonna see her again. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a dash. The secret was out, my nigga. Yeah. Like, or it was coming out, right? Police came to the crib the whole nine yards yeah. when they when they told him and he was like nigga I don't know where the fuck she at they yeah. walked around looked everything like what's 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 going on like sit down let me take it to you son so then she he ended up calling Kim the best friend yeah, and shit auntie who like, who seemed like she knew at that point well well look so he had to because when they came over the police and the teacher she also brought a social worker with her it was like yo you ain't eighteen she was like you got a basically you were a property of the state. For the next couple of weeks, nigga, till you 18, dog. And then when he called auntie, she was like, what foster home are you at? And he was like, I ain't there. I'm at a pay phone. Like, I did. She was like, you want to come stay with me? He was like, yeah, nigga. And so he go to stay with her. And she was like, I think you should go home and get some of your stuff because you might not be able to get it again. Because they also was kicking y'all out that crib. Yeah. So he went to the crib. Inez in there. Like nothing that happened. Like nothing. Yo, hey, what's up, T? I hated her in this scene, bro. She was so cold to that boy. He was like, Ma, Ma, like, what the fuck? She was like, He was like, Can we talk? She was like, What you want to know? Way. Huh? Like, she was cold, bro. I was like, Yo, this is. Yo, one thing Tiana Taylor can do is be hard. Like, Hardened than a motherfucker, I was so bro. F- I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I was so fr- I was yeah. frustrated for him. I'm like, why are you acting this way? Yeah, this ain't fair. And then she gave a little bit of backstory about when she took him because the rumor when he was a kid was that his mama left him on the corner. Yeah, and she was like, I didn't leave you on the Matter corner. Matter of fact, he told her like, yeah, yeah, they say you left me on the corner. Yeah, and she was like, man, stop listening to what they say. Why would they tell you that? And she was like, yo, I didn't leave you on the corner. Nigga, I found you on the corner. And I waited with you for hours and hours and hours. And your people never came. Nobody ever came to claim a kid that was just sitting on the corner. So I took you to the the police station. And essentially, she basically used, when she got out of jail, she went and checked on him. Mm -hmm. 
And she used that as an excuse or a motivation to get her life to together, get her life man. together. And when he said, can I just live with you? That's why she went and laid on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like she was contemplating it. Cause Cause like, like if I do this and she even said like, yo, this was something small that turned into something big nigga. Cause I came out of prison to check on you. And then once you got hurt and I start seeing me hurt in foster care and yeah. all the shit I went through, nigga, I had to pull you out of that. Dog. That's crazy. Bro, man, that shit got so deep. He's like, man, I wish I, I, because you my mom. Yeah. I wish I never found out. Because yep. I don't know what to do with these emotions. Yo, now. shout out to the young boy in that final scene, man. That, <laughs> that shit got heavy, dog. That nigga said, he was like, I just wish I could sleep in my bed. The bed you made for me. Like, I can't go to foster care. I can't. You my mom, nigga. I don't know another life, bro. How do you feel on, when man. the person you know is your mom is really the bad guy who stole you? Come on, man. Or not stole you, kind of rescued you. Cause I didn't take you from depending on a which side person. You, on, you know what I'm saying? You, you, somebody left you on the corner. Yeah, facts. Or maybe you just got out. No, they left because it was funny. Even uh, I thought something was gonna be weird with his actual biological parents. Because when the teacher was explaining, Inez ain't your biological mom. She said something to the tune of like, "Ain't no word on where your real parents are," or like. Or, like, your real parents are in the wind. It was something that made it seem like, oh, they was shady, too, nigga. Like, so the story about you being left on the corner was accurate. Just not Just me. wasn't by her. I stayed there because yeah. I'm like, I'm not leaving no fucking baby yeah. on the corner. This is a Dave Chappelle's kid. <laughs> but then, yo, when I go to fucking Rikers and shit, I can't come out and adopt you. And happening. I'm just sitting on the stoop, and I see you walk past. Come on, man. I'm paying a little kid to hey. find out what's going on with you hey. and shit. And then when I find out you hurt, I got to protect you, dog. Like, her whole thing from when she found him as a baby on that corner has been about protecting him. And think about this. At four years old, you don't even remember that you had two different parents. Come on, man. Come on, man. You just don't remember. Man. You remember my face? He was like, hey, hey you remember me? Yeah. Like, you said you left Because I found corner. you. Because really, think about the timeline. If he was six when she got out, she was in there for two years. That was four. But she could have found him earlier than that. You know what I'm saying? And had him for a minute. And then went in. Like, just don't fucking know, bro. But it was so wild, man. And then we get, you know, a couple montages of him in the crib. And then at the end, they walking down the street. They hug. She gets in a car. Basically, she on the run. Yeah, because she um, out here whole illegal. And basically was like, you know, it's not the end. Hopefully, we'll see each other again. I felt so bad for that boy, man. Because, nigga, what happens to you now? Is college still an option? Is And like, and, and that was the end of the movie. We don't yeah. know what happened after this. Not a clue, bro. Not a fucking clue, bro. Shit was literally wild. It was a fucking dramatic-ass movie. With some stellar acting, a couple surprises in there that we probably ruined if you haven't watched it. I did but, not see that shit coming. No, nah, I, I, I honestly, you brought up the point of yo, you kind of forget over time that they're technically on the run. Um, so having kind of just forgotten that they were on the run, I never in a million years thought she wasn't his biological mom. Yeah, because we. You on the run for what you actually did. Yeah. And we think it's righteous what you did because yeah. you stole your baby. Yeah. When he got hurt at foster care and you like, nah, I'm not his mama finna let him get hurt in foster care. I don't give a fuck if I went to prison or not. 
whole time, nigga, you're literally not his mom, dog. But it was also a very fucking, like, a dope tale of, like, yo, nigga, look at what she willing to do in the name of protecting this boy, dog. Like, that matters. And he needed that. Because who the fuck know? So he, he got Stockholm Syndrome. Mm, yeah. You, you love your captors. That's a fact. And to be perfectly honest, it was pretty rough in the beginning. You could have not made it. Yeah. You was le- you was left at home at six years old inside of an apartment by yourself. Yeah. What if you would have walked out? Because remember he was looking out the window? Yeah. And she told him, don't go nowhere. Yeah. He looking out the window at all them kids playing. I thought he was going outside. Yeah. Like, I legit thought he was going to go outside and get caught by the police or some shit like that. But, like, he stayed in the house. And it's like, yo, if you, you know, from the beginning of that movie... Up until when everything unravels toward the end. 94 like, in New York ain't a, ain't, a, ain't a cool place. Look at how they life improved over all them years, bro. From 94 to 01, the life that she built for them. In 10, I mean, and basically in 1001. Man, it was um, it was a really good fucking movie. A really surprising movie. It won a, a, a movie at, uh, I don't know if that was Khan or Sundance. I think it was Sundance. It won an award. Um, it was really fucking enjoyable, man. I, I highly recommend renting it. Um, going to check it out in your theater if it is playing somewhere still locally, man. But it's just a good movie, man. And I'm, I'm really glad to see Tiana Taylor take on a role of this depth. Now, when I see her being rumored to, to play Dion Warwick, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm low key excited about yeah. it if it really happens, dog. Cause she just showed me a lot. Of of acting chops I didn't know she had bro Now There is a movie She's gonna be in This year called She's also in White Man Can't Jump I saw the trailer I'm interested Have you I seen the trailer? Not, yeah I've watched it twice I'm I'm I, interested I don't like Jack Harlow So I got nowhere to go with this I mean he, This is not Jack Harlow In the movie It's trash in the movie Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it uh, But she's in a movie Called The Book of Clarence Mm. And it's written and directed by James Samuel. So okay. you already know what time it is. Yeah, facts. Now, James Samuel announced that the Book of Clarence would be his next film during the interview, blah, blah, blah. He stated that Lakeith Stanfield will. So look, who's, look who's in it. Lakeith Stanfield, James Avoy. Let me think of a name that y'all might know. Tiana Taylor, of course. Um, I don't think y'all going to know any of these other names. Essentially, Lakeith Stanfield will put, portray. Clarence mm-hmm. and cited biblical epics of the Ten Commandments, the greatest story ever told, Samson and Deliah, and Ben Hur as films he was modeling Clarence after. In October, Omar Sy joined. So I'm thinking it's on some biblical shit mm-hmm. without being biblical. Yeah. But uh I'm I'm in for it. I'm here for it. That's uh Lamar, Eric Kofi. Whatever that last name is. That's Lamar from BMF. Okay. Excited to see him in some. Yeah. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin. That's uh, the black dude from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice yeah. Dog. That's a little homie. Um, James McAvoy. We know him. I know that's him dog from That's uh, dog from the British show on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, that's our dude from... Uh, oh, Lightning with the Blam Blam yeah. from the last James yeah. Samuels movie. Lightning with the Blam Blam. Yeah, Alfred Woodard. Oh, yeah, there's some motherfuckers in this. Benedict Cumberbatch, he don't play no games with these niggas. Yeah, this, I know yeah, dogs. There's some dogs it's some, in it's here, some, it's a, Yeah, this is a, a movie here. James McAvoy from Wanted. 
Oh, sh- oh, oh, yeah. Come on, dog. David Oyelowo or Oyelowo, however you pronounce that shit. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Alfred, Alfred Warden in the building. Yeah, no, nah, this this gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a movie, dog. Yeah, man. All right, Marianne Jean Baptiste. Yeah, we we yeah, I'm, I'm, we are here. This dog. is this we, is this says this says this week in culture all over it. Yeah. Um. Yo. Yeah. Nah, this this gonna be a movie, dog. Uh, what's the joint on ABC? Uh, the Fifty Cent joint. Yeah, for life. For life. Yeah. Man, he better not be talking like Denzel and this shit neither. Use your use your regular accent, bro. We Yo, man. I'm here for White Man Can't Jump. It looks different. It looks. We're gonna review fun. White Man Can't Jump. Um. Y'all don't go don't go into it with y'all twenty eight years ago. Mine. I, I loved the new house party. I, I thought it was good. It. And let me not say loved. I liked it. It was entertaining. It was enjoyable. It was a feel good movie. The same way the old house party was, right? But it was a totally different concept. Yeah, it was a couple parts where they jumped a shark. That's fine. Still was a good ass movie overall. Um, and I thought y'all went a little hard on it. White man can't jump from the trailer. Just doesn't look that good to me, but neither did House Party, and then I came out liking House Party. So I don't see is what it is. That should look fun, look entertaining. It don't it, it doesn't look as serious as the first how white man can't jump. Yeah. We was already big fans of Woody Harrelson as West well as the biggest West actor Stein. in the world at the time. So like yeah. we went into that movie different and we were also children. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Them two also had a run of buddy films that yeah. was fucking phenomenal. But we going to see how the new one is. We definitely going to talk about it up here. Y'all already know the vibes. Um, yo, man, Patreon. Uh, longest Patreon episode ever. The amount of content that y'all done got this week, I don't know when you're going to catch up. Shout out to y'all Patreons because I put the video up for even the $5 people this week. Yeah. Because so, uh, yeah. I know we ain't dropped a, a audio only until today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just gave y'all that because... I felt that y'all need y'all deserve that. it. Hey, this week the listeners deserve it, man. Yeah. Whatever, whatever y'all signed up on, however y'all get to us, y'all deserve all the good things, man. Um, yo, salute to everybody who sent in a voice note. Salute to everybody whose voice note came late. Um, hopefully we was able to get to everyone who we didn't get to. Um, in the large four and a half hour episode. Um, salute to Tiana Taylor, Will Catlin, and all the people over at A Thousand and One. Y'all did a phenomenal job with this movie. I thought it was great. I I thought it was entertaining and it definitely lived up to the billing of the trailer that we watched a few months ago. Um, and yeah, man, if you haven't checked out a thousand and one, but you listened to the review, I still recommend you go watch the movie. Cause I think it's worth your 20 bucks. Um, and if you don't think so after watching it, then Hey, find something else to do. Cause you won't be talking to me about your 20 man. And I ain't giving it back to you. Patreon. We love y'all. We out, man. I'm at that's Jay this week in culture. Peace.